Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. Two little baby turtles sleeping in pajamas and caps are just awaking from their dream-filled naps. What a week it has been, and they are ready to talk. So now it begins with the start of the clock. For this is Turtle Time. My name is Riley Hamilton. And I'm Amy Scarlotta. I'm being held hostage. Hey everyone, that is the new intro. It's locked in stone, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> How'd you feel about it? It was cute. Did it make you feel a part of the poem to be reciting those words? Yeah. Uh, it gave me a... Um, I liked the sleeping cap uh, visual. Right. Like you and me <laughs> just waking up from... I, so you said you know, I had been kind of like... There had been a little bit of a horror tinge to a lot of the ones I <laughs> yeah. said. So I this one to... was definitely more gentle. Right? Like we were sleeping in a little den. I mean, separately, but we had blankets up to our turtlenecks. We were had pajamas on and sleeping caps. Like um, Grandpa Bucket. Exactly like Grandpa Bucket, except Grandpa, did Grandpa Bucket wear one of those little... Um, in my mind, he did, but I could be wrong. The The quintessential sleeping cap for me is Ebenezer Scrooge. Totally. When he puts on his nice pajama outfit. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he, he totally has a cap. Do you One think he ca- had like leather slippers? Right next to his bed? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, I was just, this just brought to mind Sound of Music. Because remember in yeah. Sound of Music when it's uh, 11 p.m. or pro- maybe 12 a.m. <laughs> and all the kids are scared because the thunder is happening and yeah. they all run into... Uh, Maria's bed, and she sings my favorite things. When Captain Van Trapp comes, he's wearing a sleeping pajama oh, or, yeah. or a sleeping suit. The full Hugh Hefner. Yeah, it's like, isn't it like a suit? Yeah, but a sleep suit. It's like a smoking jacket. Yeah, that was awesome. It looked really comfortable. He's a playa. Yeah, he's so cool in that movie. <laughs> Do you think? Um, but all the boys were in sleeping gowns as well. Right. 
So anyway, just sorry to <laughs> talk about Sound of Music, but that's what I imagine us as little turtles. We wake up, what a week it has been, and we're ready to talk. Yeah. And so it makes sense, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. I think we should bring back the little candle holders for when you have to take a turtle piss break in the middle of the night. That's what I was thinking. Exactly <laughs> that. I want the whole ensemble for sleep. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge, when he wakes up because he got visited by the ghost of Christmas past, he wakes up. For, he hears those rattling chains. Yeah. Ebenezer. Scary. Uh, so <laughs> Chains are scary. Chains are so scary. Imagine the reason why he has those chains is because you are burdened by the horrors you perpetuate in your life. Yeah. Ebenezer. <laughs> and then he, he comes out and yeah, I guess no electricity is the reason why they had those. Yeah. But still, I would do that. I'm down. We should do a recording um, just one time on Thursday night, really late. If you we'll want watch to. Southern Charm. We'll watch airtime. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then it's also, it's going to be winter. So at 6 p.m., it'll be dark early. We can turn off the lights in your place. Watch Southern Charm. <laughs> then We'll just hold a candle right under our chins for YouTube. That would be so fun. And then it kind of has a little bit of a spooky vibe, too. That's fun. Okay, cool. Well, let me know whenever you want to do that. Maybe when the night um, comes earlier. Yeah. I heard that um, I was talking about daylight savings and... Our friend told me that it's happening at BravoCon. November. Like that's when it happens that weekend. It's, oh, it's going to be chaos. So we'll get an extra hour, I think. Is that how it works this time? Oh, let me see. Spring forward, fall back. So the time goes backwards. So yes, we get a full extra hour. Of BravoCon. It makes it worth it. Yeah. That's <laughs> 666 bucks divided by 48 hours is actually 49. That's right. That's amazing. But also <laughs> Vegas is the worst place to have a huge shift in daylight happen because you don't see the daylight. That's right. Yeah. The ceilings are painted like blue skies and clouds. It's going to be kind of scary to be at BravoCon when the night comes early. <laughs> don't you think? We should drive out into the desert to where Tony Soprano went. Oh, when he did um, ayahuasca or peyote? Yeah. And he said, I get it? Yeah. What'd you think he got? Everything. All of it. I think he got when he, so for those of you who don't know, Tony, in Sopranos season six, Tony has a complete epiphany. Spoilers alert for the next 30 seconds if you haven't watched Sopranos, but it's after he, you have to stop listening. This is a huge spoiler. After he kills Christopher Maltesanti, okay. he takes peyote and he gets away and he has his epiphany. And I think the epiphany is that Chris Maltesante was like his Jacob Marley in Chains that was bringing him bad luck and, and wrecking his life metaphorically because of what Christopher's energy brought down. He was always a weak link in mm -hmm. Tony's mind and killing him set him free. So it's actually this horrible epiphany. Oh, wow. Because right before that, Tony starts winning at gambling. He starts to have the best luck in Vegas of yeah. all time. So I think that he realized that killing Christopher was the link to his good fortune. Well, he was driving high with that baby seat in the back. He had to go. Yeah. I mean, people, Tony justified it a million times. <laughs> a lot of people justify it. And, and a lot of people say Christopher would have possibly ratted Tony out eventually if he got busted for heroin or something. And yeah. Yeah. So it was justifiable. I'm glad Tony killed him. <laughs> I love that actor though. Who? Um, What's his name? Um, oh, Michael Imperioli? Yes. Yeah, I love him as well. He's I'm a, glad he got his flowers recently. Oh, yeah. It's good. I mean, he he got his flowers for a new generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? He seems like a really cool guy. I think he's really cool. Did you ever see his architectural digest home? Oh, yeah. It's he, crazy looking. Isn't his wife like a set 
decorator. Yeah, it looks like he lives in like Rome, like the Pope. It was very White Lotus. Yeah. I would never think that was his vibe because he's he's like a CBGB I know. Punk. I would have thought like Loft or something. Me too. I, I was kind of um, jarred yeah. by his uh, interior decorating design. Did you know that just two days ago it was James Gandolfini's birthday? Mm-hmm. R.I.P. It's been, it's been, what, 10 years, I think? Yeah. So sad. I just got a Facebook reminder that I posted about... Um, enough said i think it was oh i love enough was said. it 10 years ago yeah because it came out after he died but like just after yeah that and like the drop and like one other movie all came out posthumously and my facebook review was like what a delight enough said is so good i love it and both steve sharippa and michael imperioli on the talking sopranos podcast said that that character in Enough Said is the most like James Gandolfini in real life. Yeah. Did I already tell you that? Um, maybe. Oh, I'm so sorry. But maybe not. Maybe we talked about it on the side or also I listened to a lot of Julia Louis-Dreyfus interviews recently because she was like doing press and she said the same thing. It, it's so nice. I mean, because he, he got a lot of roles where he's like, you know, a villain or a tough guy or whatever, yeah. you know, but I love that there's one role that encapsulates him as an actual person. I bet that movie Life of Riley was also like him. You remember? Did you ever see that? Where Kristen Stewart, she's like, she's like, I think she's a prostitute or something. And instead of making love to her, he brings her home and like feeds her and makes her. (gasps) That sounds cute. Yeah, it's very sweet. (laughs) Speaking of Nicole Holofcener, is that her her. name? I just watched You Hurt My Feelings and Friends with Money. Wow. Friends with Money is better. I like You Hurt My Feelings more. You loved it? I loved it. I think she's getting better. Friends with Money felt the most tonally... Um, I like rich white girl shit though. Me too. I love that too. But and it had the L.A. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I loved it. I, Los I Feliz. Do you notice? Yes. They, they go they to, to Fred sixty two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right, or, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're right outside Fred sixty two. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston that. was right down the street. I liked that. I thought that was very sweet. I liked that she. That one guy. What about horrible. the kids are all right? I haven't seen that. Is that <gasps> oh, her? Got to get on that. Wait, that's one of hers. Isn't it? Or oh, is that Cholodenko? Oh, I'm not sure, but now I have to look. But oh, keep I'm so talking. Sorry. Well, I just want to say I loved you. <laughs> I'm hurt pretty my, sure it's her. I love my. You hurt my feelings because I love that it's just about a small thing that yeah. really represents a lot that's not talked about. Tonally, it was just fun the entire time, and then I like how it ends where they both have to read their son's potentially shitty play, oh, yeah. and they have to figure out how they're going to tell him if they're going to use this newfound rule of being honest to your son, yeah, or if they're going to lie his ass off and tell him it's a great play. Right. I thought that was really interesting it was fun i saw that at the los feliz three me and jimmy went and it was just like you know just like enjoyment yeah like yes just low stakes yeah and our boy actually that's what caused us to watch rome because we tobias menzies yeah we were like hell yeah we love that guy he's so good i was i was down on him i was like <laughs> does this guy get to be opposite julia louis dreyfus in a cole hall of senior film yeah. he killed it i whatever no, he was good I thought he was. I thought he was amazing I, as the therapist. Yeah, he was very nonchalant, but you could tell. Like there was some deep emotion he was going through. Yeah, like when David Cross accuses him of putting a bunch of tissues in his trash can so that it looks like <laughs> yeah. he's had all these breakthrough sessions. <laughs> you don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, it's it was great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry. So the kids are all right. Is Lisa Chalodenko? Uh, okay. Um. But it's like very much like if there was like a collection of those kinds of movies, it would 
the DVD would slide right in. Um, so I would recommend that. And then she also, this woman, uh, also made Laurel Canyon, um, which is great. I've never seen it. I think it's streaming. It's um, Frances McDormand. Oh, okay. um, Christian Bale plays her son. And Kate Beckinsale is his wife. And um, uh, Frances McDormand is like a legendary like Hollywood music producer who Whoa. lives in Laurel Canyon. And he's like a med student. Him and his fiance are a med student and they go and stay with her in laurel canyon but she's like smoking weed and like fucking around and like he's all like uptight and like embarrassed about um his mom but then um kate beckinsale like is starting to like vibe on like the laurel canyon scene and then it causes a rift and it's really good (laughs) cool so she's getting uh francis mcdormand pilled yes whoa that's awesome francis mcdormand was really good in friends with money yeah i don't see her as that type of vibe a lot. I don't know why she doesn't pick roles like that anymore, but it was cool to see her like that. Yeah. She, she also fun. slays. My favorite is um, when she plays um, Diane Keaton's sister in something's got to give Diane Keaton's sister in something's got to give. Yes. That's the movie with Jack Nicholson, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I kind of, I remember her in it. I, I know she's good. I like that movie a lot. They have a fun before he has a heart attack. They have a fun dinner party where they're like shooting the shit and like asking him questions and, it's fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, good. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was the uh, the movies about white women's small problems minute. Yes. Which I, is my favorite kind of movie. Is there anything else <laughs> before we leave this? Is there another example that I might not have seen that's underrated that's in... Well, I guess you already said Well, it's opinion. like... I mean, I'll... I feel like it's like Nancy Myers, right. Nora Ephron, right. uh, Nicole Hoffcenter, Lisa Chalidenko, um... I'll think of more, but okay. like they're, they're the pantheon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I love it. Um, yeah. And then, well, we were talking about Michael Imperioli, right? And James mm-hmm. Gandolfini. I'm not exactly sure why, mm-hmm. um, but good. Yeah. I don't know how we got there, but to bring it back to Bravo. Um, oh, I we feel- were talking about Chris <laughs> crashing his car in Sopranos. Yeah. <gasps> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, okay, we could it. transition straight into... Do you want to talk about that first? I sure. Think that's the... the big news this week is the fucked up and sad scenario where Shannon Bedore crashed her car into someone's house in Newport. And then kept going. Yeah. And With Archie in the car. With Archie in the car. So TMZ has reported many details of this story. It started out at a place called a restaurant in orange county did you hear that detail no okay so like a kind of a yeah a restaurant (laughs) and apparently shannon was you know getting drunk and tmz reported that alexis bellino was also there (gasps) really yeah and that shannon was together no 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 like she was also there at a restaurant and that shannon was like talking shit about alexis like loud like sort of like jesus drugs Yes, exactly. I so it's like it was probably like the quiet woman atmosphere, but just at a different restaurant. Yeah, and they were like, I don't know, but apparently Shannon was getting upset, and then we don't know if like there's any John Jansen element to this, right? Yet, right? Because people are saying that after okay, so she got she got drunk, she got in her car, she drove, then they have the footage of her driving, and she goes down. It, it's trafficy. It looks like this was like eight or nine on a. On a yeah. Saturday? Is that when it happened? Yeah. Okay, so it's like busy out. And uh, she goes down a smaller street, a smaller side street, and it's kind of a street that curves, and she whips around this curve, 
so fast. Like, if you're it looked drunk, like she was going like 50 miles per hour. Yeah. If you're drunk and, and it looks like the, the street, like something about the street, either she takes it all the time or she didn't know it at all. I don't know which one. She either felt very comfortable or had no clue what the hell was coming after yeah. that left turn because it was a, a curving, quiet street. Yeah. And, and it, it was like one of those like beach areas where the front doors of people's houses are at the curb. Yes. Like there's just a sidewalk. That's it. There's no like driveway. It's not like she drove like 12 feet into someone's front door it was like there was no room for error right yeah and then she just continues that curve too much continues on the the curve journey and hits right into a house slams into it the front i'm surprised that she didn't actually crash through it was uh, thankfully there was like that brick very low brick planter wall and then the the door the front door of that house is like right there right behind the brick wall so then she backs up and and this entire time i mean i guess she left archie in her car or brought archie to a restaurant which you think yeah she just left him in her car while she had a drink (sighs) and then i don't like thinking about it yeah i mean the archie element is definitely horrible that she drove drunk with archie in the car and got an accident then she backs up and she leaves like her instincts or whatever, her drunken instincts were to flee the scene at least for 20 seconds. But then we just saw, yeah, you, you showed TMZ. me a video. There's people walking around and then you can see the street. It's a busy street. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like Newport Boulevard or whatever the hell she yeah. was. The one, like it was, yeah, it was, but people were like, saw what she did and followed her with a camera, got the license plate. So she was fucked so she immediately knew, yeah so she knew she was busted um so for some reason i i, I don't know why i pictured this at like 1 a.m 2 a.m yeah. thinking you can drunk drive home and get home and not affect anybody else but she this was prime time yeah um and there's people all around and they film her they got her license plate so she knew she was busted yeah and then the one last aspect of the story is that she got out of her car which looks busted to shit <laughs> yeah because the the front bumper is hanging off yeah and then she started to pretend to walk Archie around as if she's just a normal uh, dog walking person. And then uh, Kelly Dodd, I don't know how she has this information, (laughs) said that Shannon broke her arm in the Uh car. I mean, I'm sure Kelly got it through the Orange County grapevine. Like maybe Vicky heard it from Tamara, Uh you know, whoever still talks to Shannon. Yeah. But yes. And then there's photos and it looks like Shannon's arm is in a sling and Uh you can just see one sleeve of her jacket hanging when Mm -hmm. she went to John's house. Yeah. So... Oh my god! Yeah, I uh, heard a clip of two teas in a pod where oh, yeah. Tamara was saying that she literally had like a meeting or something with Shannon on Sunday. So this happened on Saturday, and she said that she like fully, you know, spoke with and like talked with and had a meeting with Shannon on Sunday, and Shannon just never mentioned it. Yeah, like I don't know if she thought she was going to resolve it on her own like it wasn't going to come out or if she just wasn't ready to spill but Tamara was like I'm shaking I literally just heard the news well if you yeah I mean if you were <laughs> if you were not going to tell someone something <laughs> I mean there was that, you know I mean Tamara's obviously the right. absolute worst person in the world you could ever tell For sure. a secret to yeah um and then I heard so one thing I had heard was that she had gotten in a fight with John and that she was like driving away in a rage. Um, and then I heard that once the cops intercepted her, that they took Archie back to John's. Okay. <laughs> Why does it make me so sad? I'm like, I know that like for the safety of humans, 
and herself. Obviously, she shouldn't have done what she did. But I'm like, but to have that beautiful yes. golden retriever in the yeah. car. Yeah, I mean. Who trusts her completely. It, it's true. I mean, people, like, obviously, if if it's a different matter if there was another person in the car, people like to treat dogs and humans differently. But, I mean, I feel the same affection for He's know, like the pet. best dog on Bravo. Yeah, he's so sweet. I, You know, we've talked about this before, but I have a dog named Archie. Yeah, really so, hits home. Yeah, really hits home. <laughs> so yeah, then John, and then I guess, I mean, so the John era is definitely still continuing. Ugh, I mean, she just said a mess. She just said on Watch What Happens Live that they don't see each other except, you know, randomly and that they're not talking or whatever, but maybe she's just... But someone else, what was, I'm getting, there was so much information. Yeah. Someone... Who was it? Someone said that they had just gone to dinner with her or something like recently. Emily? And maybe. And John was, when they listed who was there, John was one of the people. Yeah, I think because um, when Andy asked Shannon about that on Watch What Happens Live, about what's the current status, he said, Emily said that you still okay. see John. So yeah. I think that's how they okay. got there. Um, yeah, I think she needs to release an apology yes. and it better mention Archie. Yeah, for sure. And then I think that the... the latest news is that she's entering like a, a rehab facility. Oh, she is i'm pretty sure I, I i think that's the last thing i saw because she made a statement oh I mean, she did yeah uh not not a not an official statement but she just told outlets or told okay. someone and sources confirmed that this I is heard what she's counseling doing. oh counseling okay yeah, yeah yeah which to me just meant like therapy okay yeah okay which i'm like that. well you should probably already be doing that yeah not re- <laughs> rehab i think yeah that that would be too big of a step i think i think she, yeah you're right counseling probably um jeff lewis was saying because i guess she was supposed to be on his show this week and she canceled obviously um he was like in my first of all <laughs> jeff lewis like cannot be squashed like i feel like he's in the news every day yeah like at least Bravo news, like my feeds, right. like there's always something going on with him and it's funny to me. But anyways, he was saying, he was like, in my opinion, she's not an alcoholic. Yeah. She's just going through a tough time, which I'm like, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to get into like defining yeah. alcoholism, but right. I just mean like, I'm like, but she does need to figure out her relationship with yeah. alcohol yeah, for I, sure. I, I agree with that, that like nuance. It's like, yeah. obviously you need to assess your relationship with alcohol. If you got into a car and drove and crashed, right. Even if you're not bordering on alcoholic or whatever the clinical yeah. term is. Cause I always, I mean, it always seemed, I could never tell. I always felt like the women sort of use that as a way to like get a dig in at her that she was an alcoholic. And I was always like, I mean, just cause she drinks vodka all the time, like right. whatever no, she no, can no, do right. what she wants. Right. I never believed um, them about that. Right. But like sometimes I did wonder, like they kind of imply that like there was more than we were seeing, which I'm like, mm, it's dark. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, right. They, they did allude to it, but no one specifically said like Shannon drinks so mu- too yeah. much. Um, and then I, we were just watching a clip I saw on TikTok. Someone posted from the now very relevant season when Gina got her DUI where um, Shannon is talking to Kelly Dodd talking about how Gina got a DUI. And they're like, there's no excuse this day and age like to get into a car. And Shannon, they're like, there's no excuse. And Shannon goes, none. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, a complete hypocrite. I mean, I think that all everyone... Well, everyone, but specifically Bravo celebrities or, you know, anyone, housewife, like if you're even going to have one drink, it's like you're all, I mean, well off enough to just make it a blanket rule that you 
will be driven home by an Uber or For a sure. car service. I mean, I just don't, I don't know why she made that decision at all. And it seemed like she was egregiously drunk. I mean, it was, yeah. it was such bad driving yeah. and a bad decision right after to try to leave. Yeah. I can also see like, she's such a spaz, like, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into this week's episode but like the combination of her and vicky's like quote unquote physical comedy where they like act like they can't stand on their own two feet is both hilarious and ridiculous (laughs) and so now i'm just like picturing her in the car like like, (laughs) exactly yeah like if she wasn't drunk and she we hadn't known that she was drinking i could almost imagine that like the radio turned on too loud or something and Shannon would have had the exact same reaction of crashing into somebody's yeah. planner, but it's, it makes it not funny or fun no. at all that she was drunk. No. But yeah, like, yeah, like John called her on the thing and, and she couldn't get it to work and she pressed the speaker button and just yeah. some, yeah, anyway, yeah. some comedy of errors happened, but. Yeah, I'm going to be honest though, like, well, we have a lot of time because the season literally just ended, like next week is the last episode. Um that we're not going to have to deal with this as a community for like a really long time on the show. So you don't think that they will figure out a way to like wedge this into the commentary of this season. Haven't they already filmed the reunion? Yeah. But like, you know, Andy you think they're really... going to put it in the scroll at the end of the uh, last Short, episode? Where... Shortly after the reunion tape, Shannon got into a full-blown <laughs> DUI. I mean, Maybe they'll put it in. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do, text-wise. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this. Like, will they or will they just Save fully it. relegate it to next season? That'll be the opener. Yeah, but knowing how Bravo works now of trying to, like, get stuff in from this season and not... Why wait, does this keep happening? There keeps being these momentous events like a week after like they're done. It's like everyone's letting their hair down and letting <laughs> loose and excited that they get a vacation from yeah. what's probably a stressful six months of their life or four months of their life. And then they go a while. Or, or, you know, a lot of people like with Ralph and Drew, they waited till the end of filming because they didn't want their relationship to end on camera yeah. for whatever reason, you know? So maybe it's just a time of like spring cleaning. Yeah. Um. I keep seeing memes like now I've seen multiple TikToks where people use that guitar music that they play um, at the end with the updates of Uh the, what do you call that? Like Um, the end end of season updates, like where they're like, such and such is still looking for love. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I love those. And uh, it's a funny meme format. Um, But I wonder if they'll stick. What did they put that on? Like videos. It'll be like, uh, People will sort of do like their take on a housewife oh. with that music playing. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if they'll waste it on that. I don't know either. I mean, I don't know if it if it it's horrible and it's very real, and but I don't know if it warrants like the attention now. You know, mm-hmm. like that we I bet to... you they're gonna like open the next season with the footage. Oh, and then it's gonna be like you know spliced in with i don't know like her like walking to court or something and then it's going to be like three months earlier or whatever totally yeah i I think so for (laughs) sure um so yeah i mean this isn't fun to talk about obviously no i get like it makes me worried about the state of all housewives like i'm like is everyone okay like everyone needs to take a minute like i don't want this to turn into a thing where you're you know in like a 
mental spiral and then it turns into like that the show is unhealthy and then bethany's gonna like get out her gavel and say like cancel housewives reality reckoning like (laughs) shannon's shannon's mental strain i I don't know shannon is such a pro at at this show now and this show is not contributing anything more than what shannon would be going through without the show i mean that's a blanket statement but yeah but i do get what what you're saying it's like is this so like did like did a teresa in an effort to keep up with the joneses try to like um you know whatever do bad business decisions to make yeah. more money or whatever did does which is the what's the chicken, chicken and the egg? Or the egg, yeah yeah um i watched it i've been on tiktok a lot this week <laughs> yeah yeah uh i watched you know i get bethany's always and i watched one that was entertaining actually she was very reasonable in this one she was talking about that when she was auditioning as an actress in the 90s she got lured into a scientology office it sounded like she was talking about the one on like franklin because she said um it looked like a castle. Um, and uh, she said that it was scary and they did what I assumed to be like the stress test yeah. on her. Auditing. And yeah. Um, and she said it freaked her out and blah, blah, blah. And then she started talking about Danny Masterson and oh, um, wow. how she had so much like empathy for the women because she, she compared it, the trial to, she didn't really name names, but she was saying that her divorce trial was, she said, I was abused for 10 years. It was the worst thing I've ever been through. Like even worse than my childhood, like terrible, terrible, whatever. And I was like, I want to hear more about that. And she's never been allowed to really talk about it, but I'm like dying to hear like the fucked up shit that Jason did to her. Um, But anyways, the reason I brought it up was uh, I read the comments and someone was saying like, it was about Danny Masterson and stuff. And, um, she someone in the comments was like um like we're finally lifting the veil off of hollywood or something like that and she replied like yes like and i'm like oh god here we go like (laughs) yeah so it's 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 like now like danny masterson's like scientology rape is like intertwined with like the housewives like filming schedule like no (laughs) like we're used to rooting for bethany and like cherishing all of her endeavors and then now one of her endeavors is trying to uh bring down bravo completely and we're like wait wait wait, no i like that i like you to be right about everything Everything else. Just please not this. Oh, speaking of, should we say it? Perfect, Perfect. transition. Perfect segue. segue. <laughs> so last week, uh, we talked about, so again, Jacob Marley's ghost. If he had, <laughs> was rattling his chains and he came to Bethany's bedroom and he said, Bethany, do you wish, if here are your two futures. Either you burn the Bravo bridge and this is what you do now. You're a Bravo commentator and you start the reality reckoning. Or you go back, you don't. Uh, disparage anything about Bravo and you become a celebrated figure in the Bravo universe. You're at BravoCon, you're on Ultimate Girls Trip season five, you're getting the the Lifetime Achievement Award. You just yeah. you exist outside of the Bravo universe, but you are heralded within the Bravo universe. Which do you want? And that came up on Bethany's TikTok for some <laughs> reason. I was you know, right? I mean because yeah. it had her name in it. And Bethany responded. So this is a Turtle Time exclusive. I mean, anybody on TikTok could have seen this, but but yeah, this, this Beth- video wasn't even one of ours that like has blown up. It had like one thousand views. No, this was yeah, this was just Bethany got tagged in it, and I think Bethany was having a TikTok night, which is awesome. I mean, she's on TikTok a lot, which I yeah you know, I like. We're we're on TikTok yeah. a lot a lot. So Bethany said this to that Jacob Marley. Uh, burning bridge Bravo future. Which future do you want? She goes for whatever reason, literally don't care. No one has anything I want. I always have to be true to myself 
and my gut, XO. It was like, well, I, I mean, I, I thought that was a great response. Because first yeah. of all, hugs and kisses to turtle time, right? Yeah. That's amazing. It only has four. I just liked it for the first time from our account. So now it has four likes. Like no one cares. Wow. Should so, we like reply to the comment at yeah, some point? Like yeah. do the thing where you like reply yeah. to comment? Yeah. Um, create a video and see what she says. Yeah. Let's, you should be like, we made you the number one housewife of yeah, let's, all time. I would workshop it now, but I don't want to just, I want to really think about yeah, it. We'll do it after. Yeah. But, but anyway, but I, I thought that was, that's the spirit that I've, that I've appreciated about Bethany the entire time. You know, you know, she like keeps it real. She keeps it real. <laughs> she is a pioneer or, or a maverick in some way. And I guess like Bravo has nothing she wants is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Bravo has nothing to offer her anymore. And she's following her gut. She's being true to herself. So, well, luckily I was saying this before, luckily, um, our clip was edited yes. in such a way that it was nothing derogatory because I think before and after the and the beginning and end of the clip, I said some rude shit. And I was like, when I saw her comment and then I watched the clip, I was like, did it keep in the part where I was like, <laughs> just like absolutely talking shit and it didn't. So yeah. she got to just enjoy it without yeah. feeling judged i mean and we weren't we weren't that rude i mean it was i, I said that she'd only be known for that seafood broil <laughs> tiktok or whatever which i was being obviously uh, being a little bit of a stinker too yeah um, i think that you know how they um all these stars have been auctioning off fun things for the strike um, uh, yeah like like david cross and bob odenkirk uh auctioned off a dinner with them oh that's fun um john lithgow has art uh for auction that he painted of dogs wait so rich people pay for this stuff and then they'll give the money to striking yeah uh, it's like a fund writers and actors yeah okay um but i was thinking that bethany should do a crawfish broil with her that would be so how much would would one possibly pay for that maybe she could do it where it could be like for a dinner for 12, like a long picnic table yes. where there's just the crawfish and everything down the middle. And then if it goes up to really expensive, like 10 grand or something, you could split it with all your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So it'd be like that summer house, <laughs> the first episode of summer house when Kristen, Sheena and Stassi went to, and they go, oh, yeah. we don't know how to eat a uh, crab. And <laughs> Sheena was like, I don't eat Sheena's that Sheena's kind of like, stuff. I don't do shots. I don't eat crawfish. Yeah, but do you I remember? Don't, yeah. They did that and then they never did that again in Summer House. Yeah. They never did a crawfish. Yeah, that boil. was totally like um East Coast porn. Like yeah. beach porn. Yeah. They were all wearing like lobster bibs <laughs> and buttering up crab legs or whatever. You're so, making me hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's deliver a seafood broil. I still to your think house. we should do a video and now it's kind of like late now because Bethany did it so long ago, but I kind of want to keep it going forever. We should just do videos where we're like first person eating. Yeah, of course. Well, we can do it forever. I mean, I think it's it's going to stand the test of time. Should I be that for Halloween? Yes. Oh my God, it's easy. Bethany eating shrimp. You just need those two those two <laughs> things under your eyes, right? Like those, what are those things? Like, like uh, cooling pads. Yeah. And then you need a big, huge plastic, uh, <laughs> like what is sheaf? Yeah. around your body right did she have gloves <laughs> yeah i think gloves. she did it's so easy and then a big just bucket of... and i'll use real seafood That'd then i so... could just eat it all night <laughs> right i'll be like the guy on not to jump ahead southern charm the oyster shucker at the oh, party 
Oh, right, where he had that little bib and he had all the accoutrements for And he had to just like throw the uh, shell in his bucket that was on his waist. That was cool. I I was wondering how I would feel about that. I feel like I really like oysters and if they were set up at a buffet, I would go in and eat a bunch of them. But if I had a man just like watching me eat them, I'd probably only have like one, which is maybe the point. It's the same... It's the same experience as when people pass around those little, the plates of little appetizers at parties and you feel kind of weird being like, can you come over here (laughs) again? Because they keep track of how many you eat. (laughs) They're like, damn, bitch. (laughs) And they're also so small that anyone would want two or three. I actually feel the opposite. I feel that I feel bad when I don't want what they're offering because I feel like they're like, why am I fucking here? Oh, I'm never in that position. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I try to eat as many of those things as they come around, but I try not to bother the person so they can still go around as much as possible. Yeah. So if Bethany did charge $10,000 for a <laughs> Bethany-themed uh, what, what seafood boil? Seafood? Yeah. Bethany's... All-you-can-eat. <laughs> Bethany's all-you-can-eat uh, broil. Bethany's all-you-can-eat. It should be like in the theme of, like remember, like Nini's all-white girls and gays seafood soiree or whatever it was right. called yeah what's a what's a b what's a b word that has mm-hmm. a fish fish orientation what about like bethany's blowout i love the word blowout barnacle <laughs> people think they're bar. eating barnacles barnacle bar that would just be a cool name for her to have a bar like near the ocean like in the hamptons she Bethany's, should turn her little bar back house into that. Bethany's Barnacle Bar? That would be so <laughs> awesome. I'd go there all the time. Remember um, when um, she invited the housewives of Beverly Hills over to her Barnacle Bar? And they she kept implying that Erica Jane was like a whore. Yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> I really need to watch that again because for some reason, I think I blocked it out of my memory that Bethany was on Beverly Hills for a second. She was trying really hard to like be a bitch. Yeah. Like, she was like... I don't even know what like your guys' deal is. Right. I honestly, sorry, we're so like all over the place right now, but like it's literally Erica Jane got the same treatment that Lala got on VPR where everyone yes. was just like, you're too sexually free. It's disgusting. Yeah, it, it blew their, it blew their <laughs> minds. What Erica was doing, they were like, whoa, what the hell? You can't do that. On, and, as a but Beverly they're so Hills. on board now. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's they're like, like, like a painkiller. She's like the secret <laughs> boss of all of them now. Totally. You can't go against her. Totally. Can't wait to see her show. <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah, right, right. What's it called? Erica um, Jane's. Bethany's Bar. No, oh. uh, Erica Jane's. Uh, <laughs> <Equestrian>. Sumptuous <laughs> sex show. Erica <laughs> Jane. What's her? Erica Jane is her, is her, um, is her name, is her um, pseudonym? Yeah. And then what's her actual name? Girardi. Erica Girardi? Yeah. And then Erica Jane is just her stage name. Yeah, I think that might be like her middle name. Like, I think that might be her real, because she said that she was named after a soap opera. Oh. Um, what's her name? Erica Kane? Is that a... Oh, okay. People so are going like... to yell that they know who she is. But anyways, I remember her and Andy bonded over that because Andy loves soap operas. But um, anyways, um, yeah. So Bethany, keep the content coming. Um Apparently, though, my friend said she listened to, I guess she had um, Bryn on her podcast, which was like another like 14 minute episode. No. And apparently it was just like Bethany accosting her daughter at like why she's like skeeved out by her mom. Oh, oh, oh. Bethany had Bryn, her daughter. Yes. On and interviewed her about the things she hates about Bethany. 
Yeah. Wow. Like she was like, why don't, why like when I come in your room, are you like, get out? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Brenda is not, does not like the spotlight yet. No. Bethany really wants her to have some of the spotlight, but I I'm kind of like scared because for a long time I was like, actually like Bethany, whatever. I'm not accusing her of being a bad mom or anything like <gasps> that. Like she seems like a good mom. She has like a good relationship yeah. with her kid, but I think she's like in for a fucking rude awakening when Bryn's not her like little baby sidekick anymore. When you know she what I starts mean? to do things outside of Bethany's control. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was talking the other night about how Bryn ordered a poke bowl um, without her consent on an app. And Bethany was in the bath and it was like, your poke bowl has arrived. And she was like, your poke. And she was like doing her whole bit where she's like, a, po- a poke who? A poke what? I don't know what the fuck a poke bowl is. I'm like, yes, you do, clown. You live in New York City. Like, you yeah, know, you're been, a chef. You know what a poke bowl is. And they've been popular for maybe <laughs> five years or more. More, like 12 years. Right. She was like, pokey what? That was a... Pokemon. Pokemon? <laughs> that was a TikTok she did? Yeah. Wow, she posts constantly. Her, I mean, her 90% of her TikToks are good. I'm just going to say. I mean, I watch them all. <laughs> but she's like actively getting flack for this makeup thing. I, are you following? I... Uh, <laughs> I... Bethany is now... <laughs> getting she is the new villain people want to make her the the target of their ire because of the raquel thing or whatever and little indiscretions she's had in the past or whatever and so now anything bethany does people are latching onto it i did not find anything offensive about what she did a white savior complex because she gave makeup to a it was just Max it's just weird like she goes about the world in a very weird way like she like she has main character syndrome. I'll say that. That's fine. And <laughs> she's earned it. In her mind, she is a main <laughs> character. She became the main character of Real Housewives of New York City from her three seasons on it. She's the main character on many shows. She obviously, we all watch her. So she is a main character in a lot of our lives. I yeah. get it. I watch prank shit like that. Not prank shit, but I watch TikTok <laughs> gifting all the time. I watch this one guy who says in five seconds, if you can draw whatever's at Target, I'll buy it for you. Mm-hmm. No one's accusing him of like <laughs> slumming it with Target people yeah. who are too poor to buy a PlayStation 5. It's just funny. She's just very like, she's so aggressive. Like she's in TJ Maxx, which she already like tried to bring down TJ Maxx, but now she's but like they sell, friends with TJ Maxx again. fake shit. Yeah, there's like a scam where yeah. people return shit. But one of the best scams I've ever heard of. Yeah, but, but she then, needs to shine a light on it. But then now she's like fully back shopping there, so I don't know what changed because she was trying to like take them down. Like she was like, TJ Maxx, you are, like you owe me more than a refund. Like I advertise you so much, blah blah blah. And then like now she just again shops there, so I don't know if I missed a chapter or what. But then she was like these are all my friends who work at TJ Maxx. Like they always compliment what I buy. And she's like, these are my friends. And then she goes to the woman, she goes, what's your name? What's your name? Right. And I'm like, I thought she was your friend. And she's like, Consuela. And she's like, Consuela, come over here. I'm going to give you free shit. I'm going to give you all this free makeup. It's open, but it's fine. And it's just like, I'm like, leave them alone. Like what? Like some of them are excited and into it. Like sometimes she'll go into a store and they'll be like, oh my God, you're here. But this woman was confused. She was like, we're not allowed to accept gifts. Like I'm going to get in trouble. And she was like, no, I'm, she's like, I'm going to call corporate, whatever. I was just like, this is so chaotic. Like yeah. her energy is like but, scary. Uh, it's scary. <laughs> it's frightening. It'll curdle your blood. But there is no difference in my mind than the that and the Blink-182 video where they're giving out uh, <laughs> half a million dollars to everyone who was walking around and making people shave their heads for 
a thousand bucks. It's just, she's wealthy. She wants to spread wealth. She thinks it'll be a good TikTok. And the fact that it's Bethany and people think that she's, um, I don't know what they think Bethany is racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, um, it's just, I'm like, I understand giving your leftover shit to like your assistants, like people that are like in your household. It seems strange to take it out into the wild and just like dole out like opened items to so the cashiers. the the, the, <laughs> the nefarious read of that is that I think some people said that like how how do you know Consuela can't afford your opened makeup yeah. or why would she want your open makeup? I mean, did I am assuming that Consuela would be <laughs> fine with having makeup, but <laughs> sure. if she wasn't, I guess. Would I even just dis- if, if if we interviewed Consuela, which we can, let's go to TJ Maxx in <laughs> yeah. New York. That would be a great, you know, interview for us. If she said, "Ah, oh, no, I didn't like it. It made me embarrassed." And okay, yeah. So Bethany, okay, she did something wrong. For- yeah, she just she uh, leaps before she looks. So anything that she there, if there's ever like backlash about anything, it's because she just like does it. Like, she does whatever she wants. Like, she doesn't, like, think about it first, which, I I like that. Yeah. She does whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. And we just watch and comment and try to figure it out and see (laughs) if we still like her. And I do like, though, she's getting... Usually her comments are actually, like, extremely positive. And now, like, this week, like, I watched a video of her trying to put on fake eyelashes last night and all the comments were like are you gonna go give away these used lashes too and i was like this is kind of fun like it was just like light bullying like just like like yeah nothing nothing too intense Bethany also from what i've seen any negative comments she comments back and just says (laughs) fuck you or whatever you know like she's so good at taking she doesn't give a shit about negative comments at all yeah i mean you can't win like there's this other woman that i watch all the time that she's trying to for her family only cook dinner or like any food that they make in the house is what they already have because they have this huge like back pile of like canned goods and like stuff in their house and she always she's okay with eating like expired canned items because they last longer than you think and whatever and it's like she's doing a series to get people inspired to use what food they have instead of like buying or throwing their food away or whatever and it's very relaxing i recommend it why did she have such a backlog of food she just like was it like kind of like the shining when jack nicholson goes into that (laughs) cupboard yeah the cupboard doesn't like something fall on his head in there (laughs) 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 has made it turn into like a silly comedy like he slipped on a banana and then a tomato sauce fell on his head i don't think so i mean she like rips him like doesn't she like hit him in the head like he has a head injury when he's in there she bops him on the head and then she pulls him into the cupboard and he's freaking out in there because he wants to kill them so bad nobody's ever like he says some funny shit in there he goes (laughs) he goes uh what's her name in it he goes uh what is well uh, first of all he says here's johnny but not in the cupboard he goes what's her name not shelly duvall that's her real name (laughs) yeah blank torrance torrance it's like oh my god it's like cindy (laughs) cindy torrance cindy (laughs) anyway i'm just so he no he so she puts him in there he is flipping out nobody's ever wanted to kill their family wendy wendy that's a good name (laughs) 
Wendy, <laughs> I'm not gonna hurt you. Yeah, um, and, and I then, love when he says that. Not gonna hurt you. Yeah, and then and then and then you think it's like who's gonna open the door for this guy? Obviously, he wants to kill his family so bad. It's that ghost butler, the oh, ghost yeah. bartender guy. He's racist. Jack Grady. Remember? Oh, Grady is so racist. Terrible. Grady, he's awful. He he's the one who goes. He goes. When my daughter started to speak up, I corrected her. Do you remember that part? Don't they also hang out in that cool all red bathroom? Yes, they do. Did you ever see? We've never talked about this, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Did you ever see Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining? I watched it. Oh, you didn't like it. I liked it more than most people, actually. I, I loved it. People well, were like, disgusting trash. I was like, I kind of liked no, it's, it. It's a cult classic. People are coming around on this Mike Flanagan film. Um, it's, I feel like I should read it. I mean, it did the steampunk styling on Rebecca Ferguson was a little upsetting. Megan hates that, too. She <laughs> hates that hat that she's wearing. It's embarrassing. I, I love that hat. It's a top I mean, hat. it is sinister. She pulls out stuff. Like if you see and- a woman dressed like that, run. Will you be Rose the Hat for Halloween instead of Beth <laughs> Is that her name? Rose the Hat. Okay, so it's important that it's she wears that. It's important that she has that wonderful top hat on her head. She needed like a steampunk monocle too. Exactly. But um, I actually, yeah, I kind of like that movie. I, well, I love it. And so I wasn't, I was shocked. I was sad that you might not like it because <laughs> I was going to be hyperbolically um, rap, rhapsodize on it. But he had to, he had to seg, he had to uh, sync two completely different source materials because he had mm. it had to be a sequel to the shining which uh um doesn't take into account stephen king's actual ending okay. and then also make it an adaptation of the book so anyway it's just it was a it was a great i think uh sinking of the two source materials okay well i love my yui mcgregi oh i know he's so good in it love him he's underrated yeah what's he up to i don't know i mean he was in doctor sleep and then that was a flop and but you know he's always doing good. Oh, he's been in a lot of Disney garbage. He's been he's been reprising his role as Obi Wan Kenobi in a lot of stuff. Okay. The only Disney one I like is um, Christopher Robin. Did you see that? Oh, he plays he, Christopher Robin, the little boy who made, was friends, friends with, with Winnie Pooh. the Pooh. Is Winnie the Pooh um, in it? Yeah. Is he a live action like a not live action but a, um, a CGI modeled character? Yeah. Um, it's like. I just remember it came out like five plus years ago and I just remember like sobbing. It's like a very like heartfelt take on like rekindling with your inner child. Oh, it's like Hook. Yeah, but not annoying. Okay, so like a better version <laughs> of Hook where Christopher Robin comes back and he's like, did I have a friend that was a stuffed animal that was a bear? And then when he goes back, they all start to come to life. Yeah, it's like, I don't remember the exact plot, but he has to close a chapter come to terms with something it's very sweet i would recommend it all right well (laughs) why don't we take a pause and then watch christopher robin together right now okay um Um, okay i just oh yeah any news sorry i um, I didn't mean to this is not like big news but i was watching um watch what happens live this week and karamo brown from queer eye was on and he said andy said that karamo is hosting the Vanderpump Rules panel at BravoCon. Okay. And I have questions. Okay, so, well, I have questions too. First is, who is Karamo? Because <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's the, like, life advice guy on Queer Eye, which okay. is borderline the most unnecessary category besides Antony's, like, 
food, which is like, make avocado toast. This is how you do it or whatever. He always, one guy just tries to always make them healthy, like, or eat better. Yeah. It's just like not very helpful advice of it's, it feels like they just mandatory had to have food. And did they create the term metrosexual? Back in the day, um, that was definitely the era. I don't know if it stemmed from that show. Remember but that maybe, era? Yeah. That was like just after 9-11. OG Bravo. Yeah. What, oh, was it? Yeah. Was it a Bravo invention? Yeah. Metrosexual? Oh, well, Queer Eye. Oh, oh, oh right, right, right. That was early Bravo. <laughs> but now it's Netflix. But I'm going to say, that meant that it was a straight man that dresses good? Uh, yeah, and this happens on Sex and the City, but I don't think they use that term. But there's an episode where, I forget the actor's name, but I can picture him perfectly. Charlotte dates a question mark guy who seems gay based on uh-huh. his interests and his fashion. Um, but then he like wants to bone, so it's confusing. And Carrie's voiceover is like, a new phenomenon of men who live in metropolitan cities who have like overexposure to like fashion and wow. entertainment or whatever. And it's like, he like, she's wearing a dress and he's like, is that Cynthia Rowley? And then he's like obsessed with like Barbara Streisand and it's all these like very stereotypical things. Um, I see. And it's kind of offensive, but she draws the line at him screaming when he sees a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a Sex in the City example for reference for everything. It's um, true. Also, it's in Friends with Money. Oh, really? Well, because Francis McDormand's husband, everyone thinks that he's secretly gay. Oh, okay. And then he he has a, a he meets another guy friend who they all think is gay too, and he has this like platonic friend date with this okay. guy. Anyway, Ugh, that was I need to rewatch of, that. Yeah, I would love to have that on DVD. Quite honestly. Oh, I'll get it for you. Great. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, oh, so, so what, Karamo, you, is it because he you don't think he's he is has in depth knowledge of Vanderpump Rules, or does he? I mean, just not he seem seems like, like a, good a Bravo fan. I just he does a lot of like red carpets, and I just find him. Um, I can't like get down with his vibe. I don't. I I don't know if it's because he's trying to come from like a positive like self help angle all the time, or like. I'm just like, he's one of those people where I'm like, not quite sure he keeps like popping up and I'm yeah. like, who's why? Who, who like, who wants this? Kind of. He, um, I listened to that podcast, keep it. And Ira Madison, one of the hosts, they had him on and they kind of had like a feud. Whoa. And so I always think of him when I see Karamo and I'm like, I would rather have Ira host the Vanderpump, uh, panel. Yeah. I mean, or us. Or us. We could really go in. Uh, what would you, what would be your first opening icebreaker question? Oh my god! Um, what does Vanderpump Rules mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be the best icebreaker. Vanderpump Rules. These are the Vanderpump Rules. rules. Right. That, okay. That would be great. That would put every. <laughs> do you think the audience would laugh? Yeah. And with the and cast- third one is. Uh, all hail Lisa Vanderpump as she rules. Wait, okay, wait. Yeah, one is is Vanderpump rules like like she rules like that yeah. old term of like, like she's Doyle cool. Rules. Right. Then there's these are the rules in which you abide if you're under Lisa's rule. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, that's that's getting too conflated. These are the rules to which we live by from Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, or, the rules. What's the third option? Vanderpump rules over us. Vanderpump rules over all. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Oh, my God. I can't believe there's three. That would be amazing to get to the bottom of that. And I bet Lisa's answer would be like, all three, you dumb bitch. Who would say that? Lisa. <laughs> the minute we asked that question, they would bring one of those old-timey uh, canes out from the side of the stage, and they would yank us off, and then Karamo like, um, would come. The Apollo. Exactly. Uh, yoink. Yep. We would get fully yoinked, and then Karamo would just immediately take the seat where we were. When you first put your arm out like that, I thought I was picturing like a taser. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't think the reception would be that bad. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm just, I don't know. Because like there are a bunch of, I think there's going to be a lot of um, moderators. For some reason in my mind, I'm like, Andy only. But then it's like, it. um, I know that like Michael Rappaport was maybe going to do one, which I think would be fun because I like his energy. He's like, just like wily. Um, yeah. Like that sounds kind of like funny to me. I like his energy less than you. Okay. <laughs> I think he's great on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, he's great. I like that he has strong, emphatic takes. He always like, I think whoever the other person on is, like, I think they're like lucky to have him. Yeah, I think he's just wrong okay. 80% of the time, but I like that he has strong takes and he's he, he's not afraid to voice them, but yeah. I just think he's wrong all the time. Okay. Okay. You and I, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to lock in the Vanderpump Rules panel, but I think you and I, outside of like the Flamingo or something in like an alley or maybe the Golden <laughs> Nugget, yeah. we get one Bravo Liberty to go with us there. Who could we get? And you and I host a very quick, come with us. <laughs> <laughs> come with us. We're meeting in the alley. It's like a good I don't know if you remember when Robert De Niro tries to get Karen to go buy a... a she, <laughs> he's totally closing the alley and he goes Karen get over here get over here you try on something nice and she doesn't want to go in the alley because she oh, thinks yeah. it's going to kill her anyway <laughs> who what's the one Bravo celebrity that's so low on the totem pole forget we said this but that we could probably get to go, go to like the golden nugget by the pool and we host a turtle time unsanctioned yeah um, panel yeah who, who do you think we can get I'm trying to think Who's of like the, oh, the uh, tertiary. How about Olivia on Southern Charm? <laughs> she is someone that I cannot hold down in my mind. As a human? <laughs> I'm like, did they really date? I'm like, That's, I was who's gonna ask who? You. I was going to ask you, as we transition to Southern Charm, because we're going to talk about Southern Charm first. That's the first question I have for you. I don't <laughs> think Olivia and Austin ever dated. I never saw evidence of it. He kind of always like kept her on a wide leash. It never happened. Okay, so maybe okay, not Olivia because I don't think we'd have a lot of. Well, I'd have Honestly, that question. the Olivia and Taylor combo. I'm like, who? Like, I get very like, well, huh? Well, you get. <laughs> I definitely have a who ha huh, when I see them, but I I get why they're there. They are the fractured spinoff of what the boys have wrought on them. For you know sure. what I mean? Like they. No, it's perfect. That they have each other. Yes. And this upcoming drama, they're setting it up nicely for it to be a huge scandal with yeah. what happens next because they are bonded together based on their betrayal of each of the men. Right. Madison is the pioneer of this. I mean, she got, she was in a relationship with Austin. They're the havoc after the relationship is what spawned Madison being a full time cast member. So I think right. they want the same trajectory. I'm not sure if they'll ever. They get don't there. have, Madison is a, I'm not like a stan, but she is more of a force. She's definitely a force. <laughs> I love the clip they keep showing where Austin goes, you're a mess. You've always been a mess. She goes, I'll rip your, what did she say? I'll rip your balls off. Yeah. Or she's like just, your head, she's yeah. fired up. Um, yeah. Um, okay. We well, the, should we? Well, who oh, can we get? So, gold, okay. sorry. Yeah, Golden Nugget. Olivia. And... Who's, you got to think of like first 
first-time cast members on either a Housewives franchise. Maybe they were a one-and-done, but they're still going to BravoCon. Like, you know, Noella's not going to BravoCon. Oh, right. Well, she got mentioned this week. I know. It was awesome. But we're, like, really teeing up. What about, like... I know you didn't watch Shaws of Sunset, but like Nima from Shaws of Sunset, he, um, I, I, I would, I would, I'd flop. I I would want to know at least one okay. thing about him and I don't well, think he I had a Scandival connection. Whoa. He, I think is the one that at Coachella heard that, um, Sandoval said that he's in an open relationship Wow. So he that's heard that. interesting. Okay. Um, you could never get anyone from Vanderpump Rules. They're all like, <laughs> maybe the- like an old season million dollar listing agent (laughs) i wish but i i think for my bravo universe it'd have to be a housewives franchise okay so you're under 42s well no it's fine i mean we'll talk about olivia i don't know how many people will go to that panel not what about quinn from oc quinn (laughs) the big tittied cougar Sure. <laughs> Qu- she Quinn. was like, I'm Christian and horny. Let me, that let was me, her whole thing. Let me, let me look her up. I remember she seemed like she was on a completely different show from all of them. If yeah. we, We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, but she didn't really, they, they didn't integrate her into no. any scenes or whatever. No. This was her? Yeah. I don't think she's going to be at BravoCon. Maybe she should come. We invite her? We fly her in. <laughs> And then we We're make... like, we have a spirit flight for you. No bags. <laughs> no bags. <laughs> You're only going to be there for 30 minutes. I think a Turtle Time hosted sort of unauthorized panel with one of these low-rung Bravo Lebs. Not low-rung, but just not in the zeitgeist right now. Yeah. You let us know. Our little turtle cuties, let us know who we should interview. Maybe in the alley behind the Golden Nugget. Martin or... from um, Housewives. Martin? Um, Beverly Hills? Yeah, but okay. I was hoping. What was that it he, like in the limo? He'd be like, "I've asked this. Qu- I've, been, <laughs> I've answered this question a hundred times. Please ask me something new." Um, but it has to be. I, I'm hoping for one of the hundred people that are there, but okay. they're not. They haven't fully, you know, caught fire yet. Okay. And we peel them away. We offer them like, um, what's the best buffet in uh, Las Vegas? The win. You say the win. We yeah. offer them a free win buffet. They can eat. We could even do it at the Win Buffet. Okay. Well, let's take a break and then we'll look at the Bravo lineup. And when we come back, we'll reveal our pick and then we'll talk about Southern Charm. Okay. So just one, we'll answer one question, that lingering thing I said, and then Southern Charm. Yes. And this is the order for our little turtle cuties. I don't know if it helps to hear it, but Southern Charm, because it's been a week. But yes. it's, it's perfect timing to watch it because people needed a week to marinate on Southern Charm. Yeah. I mean, this this thing... People watch it all throughout the week, so I hope you're ready for our Southern Charm take about the first episode. Then we're going to go to Salt Lake City, yes, which was, was rip-roaring. Yeah. OC, which, you know, there's a lot to talk about. And then Dead Last, <laughs> Dog Shit, Roni. Roni. <laughs> so, okay, so let's think about that, and then let's watch Christopher Robin. Yes, and so then we'll, take, we'll be back. It's like an hour and 45-minute break. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow, that was a good movie. <laughs> Ewan McGregor was amazing in it. So sad. And I love how they made Winnie the Pooh look and sound like his original self. Yeah, it was good. But what the hell was going on with Eeyore? <laughs> so we thought about it while we were watching that movie, and we thought about the Bravo celebrities that we think we have a chance at interviewing um, in the alley behind the Golden Nugget for an unsanctioned BravoCon panel. And so here are my three. Okay. So I'll give you a chance to Go keep ahead. looking. So I have my money on this guy, JT Thomas, on Southern Charm. Although we haven't seen him yet, the scenes I have seen of him seem very impactful. So we might be able to get him before the fame starts. If he potentially becomes a celebrated member of that cast, we might get him early. It's like we're yeah. betting on, you know, a stock. Yeah. That's I think... what I was thinking the same thing around Rod. Okay. So we both have the same intention where let's get them early where they don't know what they're ultimately going to be. So we might be early adopters of Rod and JT from Southern Charm. Maybe we could get Todd from Atlanta and do a Rod and Todd minute. Rod from Southern Charm and Todd Tucker from Atlanta. And it's called the Amy and Riley Turtle Time Presents the Rod and Todd panel. Yeah. And we can make flyers where it's Rod and Todd from The Simpsons, but then people will have to tune in to see who it really is. Oh, so it's like, well, so people wouldn't, when we announced it's Rod and Todd, would people, <laughs> they wouldn't, they know. wouldn't know which Rod or which Todd. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Okay. So I have that. I have Jennifer Padranti from uh, OC. Okay. So she's a first time housewife. I do have a lot of questions for her. Yeah. Especially. How she views Tamara after seeing this season play out. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine someone with a lower opinion of Tamara after seeing what she did. Yeah. So I'd love to get Jen, Jen in the early stages of her uh, potentially, uh, you know, a blossoming housewife career. Do you think we could get her to bring Ryan? Yeah. Ryan. They're a package deal. Ryan is doing the panel. If we say... <laughs> You get a full that win goes buffet. Without saying. You get a full win buffet, and we get to ask him questions. He can wear the shit out of that garbage merch that he has. I bet he'd give you a dick pic hat for sure. You and I are just like decked out in complete <laughs> dick pic merch after we I sell think it's our like, souls what, to the devil. I think it's like one of the worst things in the world. And then my last one, which I I like this, and I think if we wanted summer house, I feel like we could get Maya Allen, who okay. I legitimately like. Okay, but I think she got demoted to friend of this season okay. and we could just you know we could talk to her about anything i just like maya okay so i think good we couldn't get obviously i was gonna getting. say we could get chris but i don't want him I'm, <laughs> no offense to chris i know you listen but i i, I no and I, we don't even know is he did he get is he a full-time cast member i think he's gonna I'm not only sure pop i mean in he's gonna couple. be at BravoCon, right i also when i'm looking through this list the real housewives of dubai are on here What's going on with that show? Are they going to do it again? I think it's canceled, right? I don't know. Why are they at BravoCon then? I don't know. But is it taking a big break? You know who we could really get and we could pay Spirit Airlines and do everything for him? 
Ralph Pittman. Because <laughs> he wants to go to BravoCon, but he's not allowed, probably. You know, it would be a fun um, activation at BravoCon would be karaoke, but Ralph sits um, on a we, stool in the middle of the room the whole time, and, and you have to sing and at him. we redo it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> would we sing a different song, or would we try to do a karaoke version of Drew's? Well... That would be the most fun version, but I'm picturing he has to sit there for like eight hours. Like we do like against all odds. Yeah. And you can just like rotate in and he has like a velvet oh, rope around him. Oh, it's like, it's like one of those museums where you're, or what are, what are those called? Like an activity, an activity center where people do stuff around you and he's like sort of just sitting there in the middle of the room. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty great. So we have two ideas for things we can do at BravoCon. Yeah. An unauthorized panel. <laughs> with one of those people we mentioned and then a what's that called it's like living theater yeah ralph Pittman sits there and he does he does the same stare that he did when drew was singing to him yeah but we all sing karaoke to him yeah it'd be like <laughs> how much would we have to pay him mm, just the wind buffet <laughs> <laughs> and a spot in chocolate city the show we get him that yeah somehow we promise it to him ralph we've got a great deal for you do you have your backpack <laughs> You have your bags. Pa- oh, we actually can't bring a bag on Spirit Airlines. Do you think he's allowed to go to BravoCon? I don't think he, I don't, I think he's the perfect person where he had such a presence on this season of Atlanta, but I don't think he would specifically be invited if him and Drew are right. dating. He's not a Bravo celebrity on his own. Yeah. It's like I th- wonder, I would love to know more about the people that go who aren't on the official Oh, roster. Oh, yeah. You know, there are people that are just going. I'm sure. Like Caroline Manzo's little children. Yeah. Yeah. Albie. Albie's going. He's selling that Blackwater still. (laughs) Is that still a thing? Blackwater? Is it Blackwater bad? Like, I mean, did it look bad? (laughs) But like, isn't that, isn't there a different Blackwater that's like bad or something? I'm I'm sure. I mean, it doesn't (laughs) seem good. And and the whole premise of when they were selling it was like, we have to explain why this isn't horrible. It's like, it's the dumbest (laughs) idea for a business ever. And then do you remember when Blackwater just infiltrated all of them? Like they all were just wearing Blackwater the entire time. Uh, Was that before the Bethany Clause? That was before (laughs) they wanted to, they squeaked right in before the Bethany Clause (laughs) and they got to have 100% of that Blackwater profits. Did you notice that um, in the beginning of the Southern Charm episode, Austin was wearing his Trop Hop t-shirt? Yeah. Do you think that's part of the Bethany Clause? They gave, they they (laughs) took more. They go, Austin, this is barely a business. Everyone else gets 56%, but you're paying 70%. Trop Hop for sure got, (laughs) Bravo's taking a huge cut. I wanted to ask is, I mean, he doesn't talk about it anymore. I assume he would have integrated Trop Hop in the first episode if he could. It's not, it's not. Is he it, doesn't yeah, really talk about it. He talked about know. it last season. He's like, we got into, you know, a bunch of stores. It, it's, you know, he's definitely having, trying the like lover boy. Yeah. I was going to say he's strategy. no lover boy. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we dive right in back into Baba D town? Let's go to Baba D town. Um, it felt very good to be watching Southern Charm again. Yeah. Just like Salt Lake City, it, I guess just for us, it's just so good to talk about something new because we've yeah. been talking about Atlanta and OC for so long. It is kind of crazy. Like, so now that all the women on the show are like newer, it really is all about the trio of boys. Like, I feel like we used to have um, yes. Catherine 
and Cameron and like more Patricia. And now the women on the show are only there because they were dating the men. Yes. Yeah. This. So you're kind of like anchored to Shep, Austin and Craig. Yes. Yeah. Southern Charm is now their show and the aftermath of the things they've done on the show. Now that Catherine was a legacy cast member who had her own universe of what was going on that was not attached to them at all. And then, yeah, now it's them. They are the face of the show completely. And we don't have, obviously, T-Rav anymore. Patricia was sick this episode. Maybe she'll bring some alternate energy. I mean, but she really is... Like, her job now is just to provide dinners for those boys. Right. You know? And it's like, I know we have Vanita and um, Leva was, like, kind of in it. But they feel a little background, you know? Well, I yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think Leva was definitely demoted yeah. or to friend of. Or she, maybe she said, I don't want to be full-time. I've got my own Southern Hospitality show, whatever's yeah. going on with that. And Vanita's scenes felt like she was on a completely different show. She right. barely interacts with any of the other cast. They just filmed her getting ready. For, for a long time yeah. for this party. And then when she gets to the party, she doesn't really interact at all with the cast members because, I mean, Vanita has never really been friends with any of them except Madison. Right. And she burned that bridge last season. Right. So, yeah, a big, huge casting shakeup. And I loved I loved Southern Charm for the consistency of the cast for so long. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most, the biggest shift they've ever had now. Yeah. And they're hiring three new people. Right. I just saw on Instagram... Um, Chelsea is very pregnant. She is. Yes. Is she is she dating that race car guy or I mean married to that guy that she was starting to Um is she married? Oh, okay. Or dating, I mean. I it, it might be that same guy. I'm not sure. I just I don't even follow her, but um I know that she's still friends with Cameron and this morning I saw that she posted like maternity photos of her like in a bikini on the beach and she was like I swore I'd never post pictures like this. I love Chelsea. Yeah. She was great on and the show. And her dog recently passed who really? was on the show, remember? That sweet oh, what yeah. like trucker or whatever his name oh, was yeah. that like was her son. Oh yeah, very sweet. Um I like I think I cried. Did you at hear the post. Th- Did you hear the theory that like once Cameron left, Naomi and Chelsea left in like in support of her they oh, left really? in solidarity with her wait say that so again. when when cameron left yeah which i'm a little stinker <laughs> but i am so glad cameron is off the show that's okay. a controversial statement but she I just like her. I, I, yeah people like cameron <laughs> she she has the the veneer of someone that you would like I, I i totally get why people like cameron in my mind seeing her in very quick succession, binging the show. She's on the wrong side of history for almost every single thing that happens on that show. She's really Whitney and Patricia's puppet to a degree. And um, she's her, her hatred of Craig, but her love and support for Shep and Whitney is like the most jarring thing (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. And anyway, I I don't want to just completely shit talk Cameron, but I think that when Madison uh, proclaimed that Danny got chlamydia from Shep. <laughs> it took Southern Charm from Bapa D to Bapa Do, and I think that was a bridge too Bapa far. Bapa Do Do. It was right there. I could have done it. Uh, I I think that it. I think someone said. I don't know if this is just whispers and rumors, but I think it got to a degree to which Cameron didn't want to be associated yeah. on the show anymore. I feel and like Madison even regretted it the second it came out of her mouth. She like, did. The words weren't even out into the air and she was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> She's the one who took it there. She she took it there. She knew something. She heard a rumor, which no offense to Shep and no offense to Danny. 
I mean, is it even that horrible? I mean, they treated it like it was the worst thing in the world, but I mean, I mean, that is hum- a humiliating yeah. thing to say about like another woman. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to say uh, HIPAA violation. Yeah. Okay. You're exactly right. Okay. I'm not going to l- lend any credence to what Madison said. I didn't think it was that shocking, but there is this unwritten rule that on Bravo, you don't talk about STDs. Yeah. We know that from Vanderpump or Rules. Drugs. Or, or, or drugs, except Summer House can talk about Coke. And that was like sh- that was shocking like that was a big deal like that was a huge point of contention that well, Kyle said it out loud yeah we're getting to the point now where people are 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 what's that called pushing the boundaries of what yeah. is not sanctioned by Bravo but I feel like Kyle like everyone was like whoa yeah. like we don't talk about that you yeah know? I mean and that was only like one season ago because it is okay so drugs are illegal so yeah. obviously accusing someone of doing drugs it's like you're it's a legal issue it was kind of funny when Lisa Rinna accused Dorit and all of them of ripping lines. <laughs> yeah, in the she was the uh, she pioneer. Broke, yeah, and then and then Vanderpump. I think we've talked about this before, but Vanderpump, which is probably a coke fueled den, anytime oh, yeah. you like go in a different every room single episode of those scenes. And also, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm probably there is an STD related <laughs> huge scandal that happened in the Vanderpump Rules universe, that's, I think, what Saucy was alluding to when she said there's, like, hero edits on the shows. Okay. You know, there's there's a huge there's a huge rumor that Jax... Well, I don't, I don't even want to say it because people are <laughs> people are so... don't want to talk about STDs. I get why Bravo doesn't <laughs> include them. But anyway, I think that, that Southern Charm got to a place that Cameron's like, this is not the show yeah. I signed up for. And then Naomi and Chelsea left in solidarity with her. And then only Naomi came back for okay. last season. Okay. So anyway... But I miss them. I mean, there's there's so much good cast members on the fringes of Southern Charm that they've like cast to the wayside that if Southern Charm ever does have a downfall in ratings, like they have a lot of people they could potentially bring back. Yeah. Does this show do well? I think so. I mean, the reaction to Southern Charm being back, it's like Vanderpump Rules is back. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of fervor to watch this. Right. Especially, I didn't realize, so the episode starts kind of with like, um, a montage of the drama yes. about, again, I have a problem keeping these women straight, but it was that Taylor hooked up with Austin, right? Yes. Yeah. It starts with uh, what is now becoming very traditional for Bravo shows where it's like this <laughs> this thing happened. Ripped from the headlines. Uh, ripped from the headlines and it's it's going to entice you the entire season. Yeah. And, um, they so, made it seem like it was such a massive thing. And to me, I was like, oh, I, rem- I kind of remember that. <laughs> I, I, my first question to you, because, okay, yeah, it starts out with the rumors that Austin potentially hooked up with Taylor, which is Shep's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, is that that big of a deal? <laughs> uh, I mean, not to me in general, but the way that they're gearing up at the start of the season, it feels like is going to be teed up perfectly to be a huge scandal within the friend group, right. which I'm excited to watch. But like before they start building out all of this context and like, you know, manipulating the story for me to be so offended on their behalf, I was like, yeah, I don't really care. Um, yeah. Because like they broke up because he cheated on her like a million times. Yeah. Um, and they like, also like whatever. But they've also now said, like, Austin and Shep traveled the world together. You know, like, they, I think, became close after their break. Like, they're setting it up where Shep and Austin bonded after their breakups and that their exes bonded after their breakups. So if the two of them cross-pollinate, 
it's, then it'll be quite dramatic. It's, yeah, it's too shocking. Well, I was thinking when uh, last season, when Naomi revealed horrifically that she was dating Whitney, everyone oh, yeah. was like, everyone was like, shut up, Craig. It's not a big deal. And even Craig was not allowed to make even one pip about saying that he found it weird. Yeah. He, it was like, it was like, hey, get over it. Naomi's <laughs> allowed to do whatever she wants. It's Whitney. Whitney's just there. <laughs> that was sicko. Oh. Oh my God. It's like, okay, that wasn't teased. I, I didn't watch eight in real time. So I don't know if that was like teased, like it was the biggest thing in the world, but that was just treated like nothing. Of yeah. course, Whitney's going to, is going to uh, make out with Naomi if yeah. he can. And there must also, be something about him that we're not seeing. He's a producer on the show. <laughs> you think that's why she fucked him? That is why. No, no, sorry. No, that is not why Naomi found Whitney attractive. Absolutely not. But I think he played. Uh, the national anthem on guitar, like Jimi Hendrix style, and she panty dropped immediately. If only I knew how the national anthem on guitar would sound, I would have started ripping into it right now. Um, I think, I don't know, it's horrible to say, and you know, I don't want Whitney to stop listening to the podcast, but I do think they don't talk about it, but Whitney is kind of powerful on Southern Charm. This is his show. He's the one who pitched it to Bravo and said, you got to take a look at my friends, t You have to thank him for that. We it's the one good thing he's done in his life. He had all the money in the world. He wastes it on bands and shitty places, and he just travels. He goes to Winston Churchill's grandson's birthday. Do you think we can get um, an invite to his L.A. compound? Of course. After he listens to this episode, yes. Um, but anyway, I just so one good thing, yes, he brought to life Southern Charm. Yeah. I, I think, but I, I do think that they're a little bit of like why Cameron and I saw Austin kissing Whitney in the in the. Oh yeah. I'm like. There is some, uh, there is some attraction to Whitney that I am not seeing. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not getting it. And adrenochrome. There is some adrenochrome <laughs> that he must be guzzling. You on know the... he has the hookup for that. 100. percent He, I mean, he looks great. And Pat looks great. Pat looks great. Pat hasn't aged. I just watched the whole thing in succession. I don't think Pat has aged a minute. Either has uh, Whitney. But all this to say, what were we talking about? Oh. Oh, we were talking about, oh, I was talking about why it, it's a scandal within the realms of Southern Charm. Also, I think why it's not so impactful to me is that we were just talking about this. I do not remember one second of Olivia and Austin actually dating. I remember him showing up to her house wearing those skull crossbone slippers that the dad didn't like. <laughs> I remember them having a date about how he wanted to take it slow. Yeah. And then it was the end of their relationship. And then... By Bravo or by the reunion, it had fizzled out completely. And then she was like, "Oh, but then he wanted to pick things up, and then he dropped me like a bad habit." One week later, it's like this thing never launched. Right? It was right. I mean, do you remember that? I mean, I just watched. Yeah. It, but well, I'm, you watched it like straight up, I know, like all a, the way through, <sighs> and I um, watched it in real time, and that was my same impression. So, yeah, I, unless I was like looking down at my phone for one second and I missed their <laughs> whole relationship i guess people could say it happened in the off season and we didn't see it but i it does seem like though in when the girls got together when they were rollerblading or whatever that and then they're the way they each had to deal with their ex at the party um olivia's was like she was not as mad she wasn't really mad at austin she was kind of like hey how's it going and in her description she was just saying that dating austin is like a mind fuck like she was like i felt like yeah, i was in a like fun, a fun house where fun house. i think she just felt like strung along whereas taylor's like so pissed at she like she like hates him oh, for oh, what he did oh, you know oh, oh right like that that makes complete sense to me i yeah. like taylor's anger and uh 
heartbrokenness yeah. in regards to Shep, I fully, I'm, I'm ready to see all of that. She has every reason to be treating Shep like that and be upset with his friends who might have possibly turned a blind eye to all this cheating. Right. Like I, I, I think that's all justifiable. I'm just, in terms of the scandal, the Olivia part where it's like Olivia <laughs> is going to have, or sorry, Taylor would have betrayed her friendship with Olivia. I just, I did not see, I don't think Austin and Olivia ever really thought they were good. Like, I don't right. know, ever dated. Austin doesn't seem like he really wants to date anyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, 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 he didn't really care about Chelsea. He started cheating on her, mm-hmm. started like, doing other things with other people. Madison, he was instantly cheating on her. He had that that threesome, oh, right. potential threesome. I love that they had a reason. They always find a reason to roll that beautiful <laughs> bean footage. They, they have showed it. Madison. I think, yeah. Um, You're acting crazy right now, I think he says. The Sierra on Winter House. Right. He was like... Yeah, he, he is on the full T-Rav plan. He wants yeah. to just enjoy this You should time. get his shit together. It's you like, think so? <laughs> I mean, he's not really like a fun playboy... No. Like Shep is, he's he he's like. I, I mean, getting, Shep is getting more and more pathetic as the years go on. Like, it's aging poorly. Like, I gave them the benefit of the doubt for a really long time, where I was like, they're party boys. Like, you know, it's fun to watch them like act poorly or whatever, and like get fucked up and whatever. Yeah. But like, as the years go on and on and on, you're like, okay. At a certain point, you gotta get your shit together. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of depressing at this point. After binging it, like Shep does have growth. Like he he does change and he does become a better person. He was very like almost like not evil, but he he was definitely more. <laughs> Remember, uh, was it last season when uh his when Taylor like drops the egg in the egg yeah. toss? He's oh. like, you fucking bitch. Yes. <laughs> Then he had yes. Then he had blips last season where his jealousy flared up against Craig. He you saw how that he treats Taylor like shit. Like he he hasn't changed fully, but there is some growth there. But I, th- I think you're right. I mean, um, I, but I just think that Austin is is stringing us all along as viewers and stringing potential dates along by saying that this is something he wants when clearly he doesn't right i don't he's never had a long-term relationship since he's been on the show since season five right i liked him and chelsea yeah well chelsea's great which i'm also like he didn't really date her either no they it was a it was another failure to launch thing totally um um you want to should we just go through i just want to say shout out to Paige making like the very first shot of the episode yeah i mean they craig is southern charm now I mean, he's the hero of Southern Charm. He's the face of it. They want it's. It starts with what Craig is doing with his house, right? Uh, is that the same house that he punched a wall, the wall, or is it a new house? I forget his house journey. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the one he punched, but I don't know that. But punch he like fully like... redid it. Yeah. Um, and he's building a pool, and I feel like I'm already a little bit preemptively exhausted about the con- the New York versus Charleston conversation because we've already fully lived it. Yes. Completely. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, producers are really over hyping the like Paige is disinterested in Craig aspect of this relationship. You know, like it, they do it on Summer House. They, it's like kind of like a thing they lean to, which is showing that like Craig is so into Paige, but Paige mm-hmm. is really not into him. I don't really think that's the case. I think that she wants her space and she still wants to live in. It's obviously a very hard situation to be in. Right. They both have jobs. Strong. Did we talk about that um, on 9-11? Um, Paige posted a picture, I think. I don't remember if it was the towers. This, yeah, like a week ago. 
um, she, it was either a photo of the towers or like something like that. And her caption on Instagram was New York, New York or nowhere. Really? And I was like, fuck you, Charleston. <laughs> I was like, she's was like that, NYC for life. Was it that black and white photo where the, like the two towers look kind of like beautiful? It was like a, yeah. Like aesthetically a, pleasing yeah. photo. New York or nowhere. That is so. And I was like, is that pointed? <laughs> That she is... was like, it took uh, the anniversary of 9-11 for her to realize that she can never live anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, and then Craig admitted that he can do work in New York, but potentially Paige can't do work in Charleston. Right. So they're having this rift and Craig is like, we're really getting to a place where we're, we're struggling. Is that what he says? He's like, we're in a tough spot. Yeah. Um, he always, it's like, he's always like, we've been dating a year. And I feel like he always says that. I'm like, bro, that's not that long. I know. And it feels like, like... can you fucking relax? Like he like skeeves me out. Like, <gasps> not what? like I get stressed on her behalf. Like oh, I feel like, like he won't fucking stop. Like he's, he's going faster than is warranted. Yeah. It's like, stop asking. Like, you know, like we are not on the same page right now. Like you asking me again. Is not going to change my mind. I feel like they're not logistically on the same page, but I I, I do think that that um, it's underrated how much Paige loves Craig. At no, this for point. sure. And it's also hard because he owns that house and he's like building a pool, and obviously that's a dope place to live. Yeah. Compared to, I mean, I'm sure she has a nice apartment, but I'm sure it's small. Right. Um. So it's like he has the dominant domicile <laughs> like the dominant domicile yeah <laughs> the dominant domicile um but i do get the vibe that he is a little more needy yes yes he he's he's, he's on a, he's like on a, a fast, dog with a bone he's on a fast track yeah i mean he's, well, he's older he, what is he is he 39 or 40 my age 37 something like that because he was always the youngest yeah boy and he, and he was putting the gas to the what's the expression gas pedal to the, the metal pedal to the metal on the <laughs> naomi relationship he yeah. was he was about six months away from proposing to naomi he sure. wanted to be in a family right uh for a long time and i think Paige is like that the new york i guess timeline right where you yeah. don't and she's younger and she, how how much younger is she mm -hmm. younger than me 37 mm -hmm. wow i think she's like i don't even want to know she might be like 32 Oh my god! I can't think about that. They they reveal that they both drink milk. Did you like that? Love that. We've talked about we're both what we still consider milk as a viable liquid yeah. to. Paige is thirty years old. No, <laughs> she was born in nineteen ninety two. That is shocking. Her birthday is the day after BravoCon, November sixth. We'll celebrate with. And her. Craig is only thirty four. Oh my God. I'm so sorry that I put Craig in my own. Oh my God. Craig's so much younger than me. Um, first thing, how old was Paige during 9 11? She was nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if her birthday is November 6th. Oh, right. Would she she be... just turned nine. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, she didn't. She was eight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or anyway, no, there's nothing to say about that, but I'm just saying. She yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so they both drink milk, 
Oh, oh, and then Paige says, hey, by the way, I'm not going to be at a, a few of these events because I'm going back to New York. I have a job there. Yeah. And Craig goes, well, I'll, you know, obviously, I don't know how much I can visit you. I'm filming a reality show where I'm the main <laughs> star of it. Yeah. And she goes, I don't want you to. I and didn't ask like, you. she's like, I didn't ask you, bitch. And but, he was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. But that's the part of me that I think Paige is teasing. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, remember how she did with Carl where it's like the aloofness? I think she just likes to do that, even yeah. though she loves Craig. Yeah, I mean, sounds like such a pain in the ass to fly back and forth like that. Like, it would be one thing if it was like DC or like something where you could like take a train. That would be chill. Right. But having to fly down there all the time. He does take the train sometimes, Craig. To Delaware. Right. And that's where he ran into Andy. Wait, but you think, I mean, I don't know. At a certain point, I think Bravo liberties get to the point where plane is just like one third of the things they do every day. You know what I mean? Sure. I just, I hate going to the airport. Me too. Like, oh, I hate flying more than anything. Blows ass. But I think that it is now just a part of their lives. Imagine how much they travel. Sure. Um, Um, Is it now, are we talking about the Madison and Brett scene? Oh yeah. Her new house, which looks very nice. Yeah. Looked at, and we got to see that little boy. What's his name? Hudson? <laughs> yeah. Playing guns with her new husband. Um, they played a savage reunion clip where uh, Madison uh, says that her son never liked Austin. <laughs> Such a low blow. I think that's awful to say. Yeah. Like, even though I, I know that she was, um, Austin treated her like shit. Yeah. It is just so mean to say that a kid didn't like you. Well, they were like a classic, again, toxic relationship oh, yeah. where they both treated each other like shit like they were both going tit for tat all the time like yes she has such control over him keeps like reeling him back in um even like inviting him to this wedding party thing i'm like why would you invite him i just for the show i mean the only people there are on the show right it was just there was no one there i'm i'm they gotta stop doing that well (laughs) then the reverse is then you have an open party like the vanderpump rules season 11 finale party and then you get where are you guys (laughs) then then you get um peep fans and they're throwing glasses to try to get on the show so it's like you can't win you either have a cloistered closed off all cast event where no one else is there or you open it to the public and chaos happens right um no i was like when they were doing the toast i looked around and i was like wait there there are like 13 people there and they're all cast members the the season two uh finale of salt lake city which i like just watched recently there was like eight people there there was like the (laughs) cast the husband's like one other person i was like this doesn't even you're not even trying to make this look like an actual event i'm like so you're telling me they were like we had a really small wedding in Mexico, just family, like his family and my family. So we wanted to have a party. So you're like, oh shit, like a reception. Like that'll be like right. everybody, everybody. And it was like smaller than like a barbecue. Yeah. And after wedding party. Right. Um, so oh, so they talk about that. Did you think um, Brett and Hudson playing with those guns in the street <laughs> was kind of fun? It was cute. But I have questions. So she said he's a chief firefighter. He's the chief firefighting um what is it yeah chief firefighter in california does that mean fire chief the chief of the fire department i guess in california but he doesn't need to live there he does need to live there so he she said he's home for three days gone for eight days he's i think he's more maybe like the tactician well i don't know i have a lot of questions about brett i don't know anything about him this is the first time seeing him and madison and his entire love happened off camera i feel like 
one season they were they were dating and we never saw him. The next season on the off season they were married, and then now is our first time seeing him. We know nothing about him, and I don't think she really explained him very well. No, I'm very confused. I'm like, why don't you guys just move to California? Like, what is Madison? Obviously, besides the show, right? Uh, right. Why I mean, does she need to be in Charleston? And, and well, and you would ask, is it possible that his job is transferable, right, to Charleston? I don't know. I mean, I just know that Madison is definitely tooting his horn. Yeah. Um, there was like that back and this is later, but when Austin's like, I thought that he was going to be some golden God, the way that she talks about him. Like he's like the, and he was like, he's just a guy. And I was like, well, everybody's just a guy. (laughs) I mean, you're just a guy. potentially. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he was, he was, that was definitely a little bit of jealousy poking through there. Um, Um, but yeah, very, uh, funny that she invited him and that he had to go because it was like the first event. Right. Uh, and Craig goes, now that you got invited, you have to go. You can't be the person that like right. spurns that invite. He was like, that was actually like a baller chess play on her behalf because yeah. since she invited you, you have to go because then you look like an asshole if you don't go, even though there's no reason that you should be invited. Yeah. He ultimately does good at the party. Pretty Not good. Not to spoil it. He does some awkward huh? moments, yeah. but it was funny. Yeah. Um, they bring back Shep and little Craig are back in town. I personally think little Craig would be better off in Shep's mom's hands. I think maybe just leave him there. You know, <laughs> I will not say that like you said it, but I imagine that Shep's parents are taking care of him a lot because Shep has a, you know, a lifestyle outside of his home. I was lot. like going to say drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that. Um, but um, yeah, but, but yeah, I like little Craig. They review his worldly travels. He went to Australia. Austin came with him. Then he went to South Africa. So he's been gone for, they didn't say exactly how long, but it seemed like months. He sort of blissed out this episode. He He's like, he's very, um, oh God, is it contrite? He seems like he's ready to take his lumps. Uh-huh. He knows he got away. He's sort of zenned out from all this travel. He loves traveling the world. He loves being a worldly man. And then when he comes to this party, it seems like he's not fired up. He's ready for the Taylor onslaught. Like he deserves right. it. Yeah. Um, the boys go shopping for what um, Austin's going to wear at this uh, party. And they go to this like very Southern charm store called yes. 319 Men. And the owner or the, you know, worker at this store is wearing a three-piece suit and his hair is dyed black and jet black and i was just like this place could only exist there um have you have you been to charleston no i would love to i really want to go yeah i think someday that whole region i haven't even been to new orleans um me neither i mean i would really i would want to go i just just culturally because it seems like a place i've never seen before in my life yeah i would love to run around there I disneyland would go to th- is like the closest i've come to experiencing that architecture uh, the florida one oh uh, oh, oh, oh i'm sorry the new orleans <laughs> style yeah. what that, is it like gothic it's I hate to say it antebellum era there's an antebellum <laughs> section of disneyland well, yeah, the Haunted Mansion is like literally a plantation. And then New Orleans Square looks like all of the areas like where, um, you know, like Mardi Gras or the like the French Quarter. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been to Disneyland in about 10 years and I don't think I stopped in Antebellum Land. <laughs> you can order gumbo. <laughs> that was a really good New, or- New Orleans uh, <laughs> accent. I like that. I get um, clam chowder in a bread bowl, though. 
Oh, that's awesome. Instead. Is Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. in near Antebellum area? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we'll go to Charleston someday. For sure. Oh, there um, was a I wonder there was a photo of Errol Flynn. Did yeah. you like that part? Yeah, where they equate uh, his lifestyle to Austin's lifestyle. What'd you think about that? <laughs> it was silly, but it was fun. And yeah. I was surprised. I was like, of course, I like that Shep was like, the man's like, that's Errol Flynn. And Austin's like, who? And Shep's like, a famous actor. Like, yeah. Shep has to like be like the worldly yeah. man on earth. Like, he's like, I know Errol Flynn. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean. I like that. I'm like, it's because you're old, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But he does like to have the answer to everything. <laughs> um, and they were like, he wikis, Austin wikis Errol Flynn. It's like, he was uh, dating Olivia de right. Havilland, and uh, he was like a man about town. And I don't know. It was silly, but it was fun. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was a little off topic, but... Um, and yeah, they're like getting dressed and he's like, I'll be damned if I overthink this, like what I'm going to wear. And they're like, dog, you already are. And they were kind of like joshing him. And I was like, it's good to have the boys back. <laughs> it, it was fun. I mean, they have such good chemistry with each they other. They go way back. And it's fun to see a trio of boys. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it on Vanderpump <laughs> Rules. We've talked about it. Sandoval, Schwartz, and Jax together provide such an interesting dynamic. One's closer friends with one. One's mm-hmm. kind of feuding with one. One's jealous of one. But they love each other. They keep it going. This three-piece yeah. set of boys. And then this one is, I- I'd say, the best trio of boys. Because Jax, sort of, Jax sort of right. fell out with his boys. Like, this is a good trio of boys. <laughs> Summerhouse, Kyle and Carl have never had a third boy to be their trio they keep having auditions for a new boy (laughs) garrett flopped like hell oh yeah they both love garrett but garrett you do not want that in your trio of boys yeah get out of here garrett then they tried luke luke just didn't fit in he was not he why can't i picture who garrett is garrett is oh oh god did i say it wrong Lindsay's first love on the summer house is that his name oh gar gareth oh god (laughs) Oh, it's not Garrett. Garth. Garth. It's um Everett. Everett. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. was like, yeah, Garrett. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like scanning my mind. I was like, who the fuck is oh. that? Oh my god, Garrett. I haven't heard that name in forever. Sorry, Everett. Everett yeah. was he. I'm so, oh, please go back and punch in Everett for every time I said it. Everett flopped as a third boy. He was just too odd. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't uh, meet in the he middle. He's an oddball. He, he is an oddball. I'll say it. He's an odd duck. <laughs> and then um, Luke. Could never be the third boy. I don't know why. Yeah. They just, they, he didn't vibe. Chris tried to be the third I boy know. this season. Flop like a fish. Yeah. So what's, there's something going on there. They need a, a third guy to complete this trio of the under 42 Yeah. trio of boys. Right. Okay. What do you think's wrong with Kyle and Carl that they can't get a third <laughs> in there? Well, I feel like they have their own issues between the two of them. I know that's why you need a third boy to sand the path between right. the two. Like that's it's it's good when you're feuding with one, you get to talk shit about the other. Yeah. You get to bounce off. It's it's a perfect dichotomy. Who could it be? Um, I don't know. What other? There's like no. There's no more guys on Summer House. Remember this season? It was like Chris. What about Kyle and uh, Andrea? <laughs> I think I for some reason I don't think Andrea and Carl and Kyle mesh that well yeah hmm. maybe post uh breakup things will change with 
Carl. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to, you know, speculate on that trio of boys and why Kyle and Carl don't have one. But like you said, I liked seeing them shop at 319 men. For sure. Then the wedding party is at um, Madison's friend's house, which is a very nice house. Yeah. I thought this party, we see so many parties yeah. in the Bravo universe. But so you almost get desensitized. I thought this one was really nice. It was nice. Well done. Um, I'm about to reference Sex and City one more time. Good. Um, so when the boys show up and the pianist is playing, um, is it Shep who says it? He goes, "No, any Billy Joel." Like they're totally like. It seems like they're maybe already drunk or something. Oh, my cat is screaming. <laughs> she does not like when the door is closed. Um, he goes, "No, any Billy Joel." And on um, Sex and the City season six, when Carrie is dating Mikhail Baryshnikov, who's like an uptight artist, hmm. like iconic Russian artist, um, she has her friends over because she's been living oh. a separate life. And she finally has her friends over to dinner at his place to try and connect her two worlds. And um, I think it's um, um, Steve. He goes like there's a piano and he's like, you play? And he's like, yes, I do. And he's like, no, any Billy Joel. And it's like, he's like, no, like, he's just like an asshole. Like he's like, I do not know of this. And all the New Yorkers are like, Hey, come on. Cause they want him to play it. <laughs> like they're like, lighten up. So that, so I was like, is that a quote from Sex in the City? <laughs> I think so. I also, it reminds me of when, um, David Foster played Camp Town Races for oh everyone in Beverly Hills and Taylor was going, sing a song we know. Yeah. You remember? And she oh my was gosh. Drunk I just hell. watched a TikTok about this where it reminded me that he then played like an Irish funeral song when her husband like had just killed himself like a month before. You know, and they were like, please stop. You know why though? To be a dick? No, they couldn't play any copywritten music. So he couldn't play any happy song. Birthday. He goes, they had to play Happy Birthday. Danny and- Boy. And Camp Town Races, Camp Town Races, sing this song, doodah. And then when the women were like, doodah, he was like, you shut your fucking mouth in my house. Yolanda goes, this is a privilege to hear my evil, maniacal husband play Camp Town Races. And Taylor was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god taylor was uh not to it spoil. made me want to watch it again yeah uh this I, oh my god there's like so much noise action happening today but i wanted to leave the window open because we're getting this wonderful no, breeze it feels like we're in new orleans or charleston i don't know what the weather's like there but it kind of feels like charlestonian out there do you think that we're out of the heat zone for the year i I have so many things to say about summer. First of all, I blew my summer completely. I don't even remember one second of it. I'm so glad we're entering the best time of the year. This is my favorite time. Okay. The next three months Great. are October, November, December. I mean, we wait our whole year for this time, in Great. my opinion. I do. Great. So anyway, I think I think I remember October's being horrifically hot in the past. Yeah. But I don't know, with this new weather, maybe we just have horrible heat in the summer now like 110 heat for a really long time and then we get a nice fall i feel like it didn't i mean i know it's a little hotter because you're a little further east but this year wasn't as bad as it has been before damn don't tell well okay um yeah you know you're you're right i'm have i have pasadena brain which is like 10 degrees hotter so it got hot as hell but i don't know i mean i have to look at the calendar i mean october's have been traditionally hot and if we get past october with not heat. I think we're in the clear. Totally. Six months of winter. 
remember how long it rained last year anyways this is not the weather minute um <laughs> what, what, what were we saying? sorry but we were we were on a good tangent david foster Billy Joel. oh i just wanted to say that taylor now looking back at how belligerent she was when david foster was playing and how evil i think david foster is that was a win for taylor yeah and this oc not to spoil it and step on it but taylor was a shining star yeah. i really she was I, nice yeah. and like normal yeah um okay and then austin gives a gift to madison and her husband and he's like makes an awkward joke where he's like don't shake it implying that it's a bomb which is funny but i was like I don't know if that's the best icebreaker. He said, if you hear it ticking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, he goes, don't shake it to imply exactly what it is, that it's like champagne <laughs> or something, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, But then he goes, um, but then he says, and if you hear it ticking, dot, 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 <laughs> and they all laugh. I actually, I love um, humor like that. I love that he 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 is bringing up that this is an awkward moment. Yeah. And the the idea of him presenting a bomb to them to blow them up at their after wedding party was really funny. Yeah. And he did another awkward joke too. I'll just say it now. He did he did a Oh the toast. Yeah, Madison starts to give a toast and uh, and then Austin which is very brave of him. Yeah. I thought it was very brave. He goes, "And I'd also like to say a few words." And then yeah. everybody stops. <laughs> they're like, "Well, let's hear it." Right. And then they then He's they, like, "No, no, no, I'm just kidding." And then yeah. they're like, "Do it." Yeah. But Seriously, it a, do it. It was good. He he really laid into the awkwardness and he did a good job. I felt like he was genuinely awkward. I mean, this is actually the most awkward party. Just sure. to talk about it. I mean, everyone is just exes. It's totally. hosted by the ex of Austin, and he also has another ex mm-hmm. that's there. And then Taylor's there. It's the first time her she's seeing Shep. Yeah, and she. I feel like Taylor and Olivia showed up a little wasted. Yes, like to start. I so it was so. already off to a shaky start. Um, also, the part um, that made me like cringe of just like the ultimate like awkward ex thing was that they were talking about their honeymoon. And that they went to Singapore and Austin was like, you've always wanted to go to Singapore. And it's like, don't talk about what you know, what she told you before. That's, that's right. <laughs> that struck me in all of the awkward notes that I liked. That's the one you don't do. You don't You're say, like, I remember. You don't say you've always wanted to visit Paris or whatever. Yeah. You don't, don't ever call your relationship to attention with yeah. the new significant You're like, other. We go way back. I actually already knew that about you. Oh, because... You always wanted to go to Singapore. Yeah. I felt like that landed a little flat. And then he, but then he kind of was funny again. He was like, I want to do the exact same honeymoon as you guys. And then yeah. he was like, So mail me the itinerary. I also love that. Um, so, I'm like, oh, Singapore, like, that's kind of interesting. Like, that's, like, you know, cool that she went there. And then he reveals that she wanted to go there because of crazy rich Asians. Oh, right. That's funny. And I was like, all right, docked back down to being basic. <laughs> it was a dock, but I always love <laughs> cultural references because, these, you know, these shows are sort of caught in amber a little bit, you know, and you don't know when they ever happen. But I, I do like specific cultural. You're like, oh, I guess that's when you guys were dating was when crazy, crazy rich, rich Asians, Asians came or, out. Or when Stassi talks about Game of Thrones. Like, oh, you can yeah. watch the full trajectory of Game of Thrones through Stassi talking about it on Right. pump rules yeah um leva pops in leva doesn't really say much leva goes i'm a friend of now yeah um which also uh i know you just watched it all the way through but she looks so different than she used to don't you think like she's um, been like glamazon yassified yeah i don't i don't i don't know i i to be I honest mean, she looks I, good but yeah i just i didn't pay attention to any of her scenes um so i, I don't like, remember what she looks like she remember she was like low-key on season one she was she was cameron's friend legitimate yeah. friend and, and she, she was always pregnant, owned right? republic i think oh really or, okay. uh, uh, yeah because they go to republic in the first season anyway okay. i mean Maybe. i am i think wh- whoever made that decision that was a good decision leva in small doses let her run let her rule over southern hospitality we're never gonna watch that are we 
if something I don't I mean I I do love the Charleston aesthetic and I like the cultural stuff so I just never the, hear anyone talk about it like neither. it kept bubbling to the top I'd be like okay fine like I'll watch it like well, do you remember how they keep alluding to the fact that Shep kissed one of her employees and he oh, had to right. be like shoved restrained. down and restrained? <laughs> Craig goes, I almost threw him through a goddamn wall. Oh, right. I, if I saw that and you were getting run off of Shep trying to kiss Love's employees, like I'd, I'd be potentially interested. Sure. I just think these shows, all of these shows live or die by their cast. The concept is not going to sway me. Like, right. I don't, I don't need another Vanderpump Rules if the cast sucks completely so right. i just have to maybe see if i start if the cast starts to like make a spark right. if they were smart well bravo smart sorry don't <laughs> let me let me not say that bring a couple of those people from southern hospitality to do little friend of cameos right. on southern charm don't give them too much spotlight yeah. but maybe say hey this is this is billy uh right. he works at republic and then maybe billy does something kind of interesting on southern charm within that yeah. universe then it'd be like oh i want to see what billy's doing yeah i don't feel like they i'm trying to i don't know if i'm rewriting history because i feel like at the time i thought they were pushing it too much but in retrospect i'm like did they did. really push it like were they on watch what happens live like yeah you know what i mean well, like I, I feel like only leva was representing not the cast so. yeah well i don't 100 percent understand how leva who didn't have any impact on southern charm like got a spinoff got a spinoff yeah uh taylor um gifts madison a dildo which seemed out of character they yeah it, it seemed and madison calls it out of character i do think it is out of character i think it is indicative of taylor's new i'm on my <laughs> own i'm a part of the bravo universe and and we we are open about sex and i, I you know i don't know she thought that was like the right place to give a <laughs> potentially you know a gag gift yeah it was and weird madison didn't like it. that was like the one thing that offended madison more than anything <laughs> that anyone did she was like i'm a lady i think i think brett doesn't like that kind of stuff yeah yeah she get it gets a gives a vibe of like she kind not to a, like a problematic degree but like kind of she wants to be on her best behavior for him a little that's, bit that's that's what it felt like to me yeah um shep uh has an awkward moment with Taylor at the bar. She says she's been in Europe. He's like, where? She says London and Paris. And she said that she liked London better. And he was like, because of the language barrier. He was like, I know during our travels, you always had a problem with the language barrier. And she was like, not really. Yeah. It was just as awkward. I mean, it was like, this is, it, they, I loved these awkward conversations because they felt real. It was right. like, wow, is this really the first time Shep is talking to Taylor? And yeah. they, 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 you can't fake that. You yeah. can't fake how uncomfortable that small talk <laughs> is with your ex. Yeah. Then he like goes and like sits alone. He's like, he was like, wow, like she's completely different now. You know, he called her like what, like combative and like said that she was like demeaning to him or something like that. Yeah. I mean, she was so hurt at the reunion yeah. uh, last season that I think he still is holding a grudge for some of the things she said. I forget all the things she said. I mean, she just called herself like I was your whore and you were cheating oh, on yeah. me the entire time. She's like, I'm the whore you're, that stuck around. You're or a whatever. completely fucked up person. Like, I mean, she rightfully she let she's it rip vengeful yeah she let it rip yeah and then austin and olivia have a convo it's awkward but not quite as awkward it's kind of like yeah whatever like okay bye i think they know that like we said what was this what how much are we giving to this relationship that we really never saw right but taylor now is looking for her target she's like i'm fucking drunk and i'm gonna 
rail on somebody about everything that's happened so she's like going off at Austin about Shep cheating that like he must have known and then um then she's like pointing at Craig and she's like Craig knew he didn't tell me and like Craig's across the room and like every time that like Craig or Shep or anyone like laughs that like this is crazy she's like yeah laugh it up like they're laughing over there and I'm like there's like 10 people at this party like they're right there and yeah as this fight starts to erupt where Taylor starts to get upset everyone is watching the action of Austin and Craig there's like a circle a semicircle and then they zoom in on Austin rubbing her arm which is like I feel like they're going to give us so much foreshadowing. Like they're just being like overtly obvious about it. Yeah. So Taylor says that, you know, and and I, I believe that she has legitimately heard about this first. She's heard that Craig never reached out to her and never like was supportive of her and, and fully, you know, because he's Shep's friend. He, you know, he was with Shep throughout this thing and he never even checked in on her. So she feels, um, uh, sad that he sure. wasn't there to like comfort her at all during this time and austin was uh-huh. she says but then yeah, also- he was probably trying to fuck her damn well, yeah i'm just like at a certain point you i'm like you don't have a long history with craig like i'm a little bit i mean craig no. gets like bent out of shape on this and he needs to like learn how to deal with people yelling at him without getting so pissed off i loved it but like he like what does he owe her like he doesn't he's right in that he's like i'm the one that tried to stop him like what more can i do for you but it's it's perfect conflict for me because i i understand what taylor is saying i would feel horrible if i was left by shep in the lurch cheated on and thrown to the garbage and then someone who's a cast member on a show with you and also you considered sort of a friend while you were dating shep for two years just never reaches out to you i I would feel spurned by that too so i felt i felt her emotional reaction i felt like it was justified felt like she she craig says it eloquently it's like i'm the wrong target you're mad at him you're not mad at me yeah but and i was fine with craig's reaction to it too because in his mind he's like i stopped him from cheating i don't laugh about Shep cheating he's always Craig has never advocated cheating I don't think he's ever cheated on anyone yeah he's he 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 knows Shep is a cheater a drunkard he tried <laughs> to stop it sure yeah so. yeah but like <laughs> he just always like it's so easy to fire him up yeah like it immediately goes to him being like screw you like I didn't cheat on you and I'm like dog like you know why she's upset like just be like I get it like yeah. I hear you like I'm sorry like I thought I did the right thing and like I had to stand by my friend because like we have like a 10 year history like I don't really know you like that like yes I know you through him so like whatever but instead he's like fuck you like he gets so pissed off yeah and he says I should have let Shep cheat yeah (laughs) yeah he was he he was pretty um uh what's that called he was pretty hard-hearted towards taylor he was also saying shep don't let her bring up cheating anymore say the relationship is over what does it matter now i don't give a shit anymore so he 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 didn't have a great reaction to taylor but i also just think that he's known shep for 10 years and he taylor was a blip in the lifetime of shep and he's more partial to shep i also loved the moment when austin and shep want to leave so bad yes and craig's just like chatting it up with his like beer yeah and he's just talking he's to everybody like he has no intentions of leaving like he would be there three more hours and they're like the clock's ticking like yes. let's fucking go like right. i'm not joking like we want to leave we wanted to leave 30 minutes ago like yeah please yeah. and he's like yeah 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 i'll be on it and he's talking to, just wants to talk. olivia yeah. about how Paige wants to feel included in the group and they're like does she even like us like yeah 
it's kind of an interesting. And I, mean, I was I was imagining I was like, would Paige like Taylor and Olivia? Like, would she be close with them? I think it's a struggle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Then yeah. then Taylor lets off one last dart barb towards Craig. Once Craig says, "Screw you," yeah. And Taylor says. What about your girl cheating on you? Oh, right. She just kind of like flew that out. And people were like, no, no, no. Like, don't, that's don't a no. say Stop. that. And um, yeah. And then Craig goes, uh, you're embarrassing yourself. He leaves. Yeah. I mean, you know, in my opinion, I think she was just throwing shit at the wall. Right. Um, I don't think Paige ever would cheat on Craig. And if she's talking about something, it's possibly the overlap with Andrea, where, right. where she had sex with Andrea like one more time before she locked it down with right. Craig. And that's what Taylor's bringing up, but I don't think there's a lot of foundation to that cheating rumor at all. No, it didn't like excite me. I was like, eh. Yeah, it just it just flopped, but it was good. I mean, the episode was slow because we were like getting back into the lives of everyone, but then the last fifteen or twenty minutes at, at Madison's party were so good, like yeah. quintessential Southern charm. Yeah, and the coming this season looked action packed, amazing. Do you mind if we take one quick break before we get into Salt Lake City? I would I love to. Okay, good. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for obliging that break. Yes. Someone was calling me. Yeah. Don't they know what we're up to over here? For some reason, I, I never get any phone calls, so I've never had to tell anybody besides <laughs> my wife where I am for three hours every uh, Thursday, but I got a rare two phone calls from the same person, which wow. is like, no one Emergency. ever does that. 911. Um, all right. Should we dive into Salt Lake City? All tricks, no trust? All tricks... No trust. Yeah, let's let's dive in um, to Salt Lake City. D- well, uh, just generally, did you love that f- that that start of Southern Charm? Do you think that was a good premiere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. I just wanted to get that on the record. It was weird because I f- um, I waited to watch it until last night. Um, I started watching it last week when I got home uh, from drinking, <laughs> and so I was like. Uh, I need to rewatch that. Um, but, uh, for some reason I was putting it off cause I was like, I don't know why. Savoring and it? then when I watched it, I was like, we're back baby. It sparked joy. Yeah. That's how I felt too. We're back baby. Speaking of being back, Salt Lake city is so back that I'm kind of <laughs> stunned at how good the season is for the first three episodes. Did you like this episode? I don't yeah. want to rhapsodize about it. It was- if it's- weird because when i first started watching it i was like here we go again like it was like at trixie motel like yes. i was kind of like whatever and then by the end i was like wait a minute i was like did we just have like an iconic yes moment yes so even though there are so many goddamn tropes that we cliches that we've seen so many times on every different franchise for some reason this subverted all of those tropes and was still amazing yeah i think i, I don't know if it's just I don't want to say freshness because that's what people say about <laughs> Roni, but I think it's just great to talk about a new show. But also, I don't think usually uh, it takes a little while for Housewives seasons to like get off the ground. And for yeah. some reason, this one, I, I mean, I love the premiere. Second episode was good. Yeah. And then this one was like, God damn, <laughs> knock it out of the park. No, this one like, was like, I have to say, it's hard to come by these moments anymore, but it felt like a quotable like pantheon. Yeah dinner yeah uh chaos was unleashed a little bit yeah i mean anytime you got someone who slips into a british accent and asks <laughs> a waiter to take someone from the table away like yeah. call security on someone who's sitting at the yeah. table with you and a full-blown vomit and a vomit it looked like i couldn't tell what was going on but there was such a steady stream of liquid it kind of looked like she was also pissing 
<laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, it, it, I wish, I guess they had to close the door, obviously, for privacy or whatever. I wish that there wasn't any doubt in my mind that this fully happened. There's no doubt in your mind that she fully up if she was my friend i would have dragged her off i was like i'd be like i'm not paying that no deposit I girl i know i, I was like, shoved her off i was like go outside of the trixie motel where <laughs> millions of people have probably barfed outside of it including it, me i'm sure right yeah <laughs> i barf all the time outside in palm springs you wanted to be in the van when she barfed well she was struggling for so long yes. in the back where i'm like who didn't have the forethought? When I see a friend like that, I'm oh. like, let's fucking go. Like, I you're see what you're about to do. Totally. She had barf <laughs> energy. Like, she was filled up to the brim For with like barf. half an hour. Yeah. They, they should have known she was going to barf. And I think she legitimately had five espresso martinis. That yeah. could make anyone barf. <laughs> Coffee. I don't even want to think about it. Ugh. I would have one, though, right now. Sure. Do one wanna, is good. Do you want to take a break? <laughs> no, okay. Be right back. I'm like, I actually have vodka in this uh, Starbucks right here. <laughs> we don't drink anymore during our, our podcast recordings. It's it's not. We'll come back around. Yeah, let's do it. When um, the winter comes, we can have like mead. <laughs> toddies. Toddies. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, I did like, this is jumping ahead, but Heather seemed to be like completely like comatose in the back with her head in her hands. Yes. And then when Mary yes. is accusing Whitney of calling her, um, what did she say? She said. Um, pornography. You called me pornography. And then she's like, no. Uh, she's like, uh, Heather, what did she say? And then she comes back from the dead. She's like predator <laughs> <laughs> it was so amazing that I she was, was like, able to lol yeah. she's like still with us <laughs> yeah that was awesome um yeah so this this episode was like it's kind of split into two activities right i mean it was like first of all everyone has to react to angie k right. being on the trip meredith doesn't give her anything she just like fully ignores her right right she, uh, mary says who is angie yeah that was great <laughs> um so they're ha- they have a little like Trixie motel just lounging by the pool but really it's all just people reacting to angie k being there right. right yeah meredith ignores her when she's handing out the gifts right um you know whatever then they're gonna go into pairs for shopping it's this whole contrived thing where it's like dress up the person you're paired with in what you think they would want to wear very very contrived for sure like the most contrived event you could ever have. Yeah. Like it has a theme. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, but something I love that, not, that they no just one... all looked like total shit. Like they were the most like ragtag group. But by the time they were all dressed where you're like, if you saw those women walking down the street, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so who do you think? Who, who do you think? I have my, my idea of who won. Who do you think won this, this game? Like who dressed, who dressed the best? Yeah. Who like we can go through, but like I have a clear winner okay. who, who in your mind, I wanted to ask you, who did you think won this game of trust outfit picking? Okay. I'm trying to go through in my mind okay. of who wore what. Okay. I got it. Cause okay. I watched this episode a hundred times, three okay. times. Um, uh, Heather got, I think one of the best outfits. It was a flame, <laughs> like motorcycle jacket, leather jacket with a, 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 a hat, a bedazzled hat that I think said cat daddy or, or some, <laughs> something like that. Um, Meredith had the most, uh, inoffensive or, or whatever like non-remarkable unremarkable yeah. outfit it was just like a yellow dress yeah i think lisa was actually playing fair and gave her something easy yeah. lisa wore um a sheer I, i'm so bad at outfits so i don't know you can correct me but with a with a coin skirt a, yeah. a silver coin skirt yeah and then <laughs> we're just describing outfits that everyone <laughs> saw and then uh, mary and monica i'll just say up front i think they did the best job that okay. they they knocked the trust exercise out of the park yeah mary 
had a she says Citron like jacket like kind <laughs> yeah, of like it did fit her nicely huh it fit her nicely yeah I thought it was great and then Monica wore this like um, also I don't know if it was bedazzled but yeah. it had sparkles and it was a full like blazer suit outfit yeah. or something anyway. Monica loved Well, they were it. just like not really like joking. Like they were just like, what should we wear? No, they treated it like it was very like <laughs> they were very respectful of the game. And yeah, I actually and thought Mary and Monica had a little bit of chemistry. I was like, which that's a what a <laughs> test to Monica. Mary hates everyone. Yeah. And she actually had a little bit of fun with Monica. Yeah. I was like, that was, like that was a good initiation for Monica. For sure. And then uh, Heather made Whitney wear like an insane like horse races slash royal wedding hat. Yeah. Like it was the most ragtag group. And then Angie was like, I'm representing a Grecian look and I'm like we can't keep talking about higher Greek like that's enough. not that interesting uh, yeah please like enough. this is not my big fat Greek wedding three also it's kind of sad that she had to like call herself out she was like and now introducing <laughs> Angie and do you want to know why I picked out my outfit everyone's like no but like who cares bye um and then uh Lisa is still upset about her ring I mean to be fair it's the same day but right. um and then um She's all pissed off that she has to wear this garbage outfit to this five-star restaurant. And she's like, my shopper in Milan prepared for this trip. And I'm like, you needed a shopper in Milan to prepare you for a trip to Palm Springs? Like, is she always like that? I feel like, is historically her thing that she's that bougie? I think almost every housewife now, to a degree, is that thoughtful and what they pick out for what they wear sure but i feel like they're with the ring and then like this and there's just like a few things oh, where wealth. they're making it like a thing that she's so bougie yeah I mean, and I i'm just, like i thought her thing was that she loves like gas station soda yeah you're right i just i just watched the whole thing i don't and i can't really think of a lot of instances where lisa was really showing off her wealth and was that flashy with her wealth like but they're think, trying to paint that picture right I, now maybe just for the storyline. No, but. I think it's the I think it's the coincidence of two very wealthy indicators happening at the same time. Like we wouldn't have known she had a sixty thousand dollar ring had she not Lost had it. to reference it. And then also she didn't want to be wearing that garbage that Meredith <laughs> put her in. Right. I think Meredith did Lisa the dirtiest and Heather did Whitney the dirtiest. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um so then they sit down for dinner. Uh there's a moment of heat lamp drama. Yeah. Um, but um, luckily, it doesn't I've been really to persist. that restaurant. Just so you know, yeah. what's it called? Copley's. Cary Grant's former Palm Springs home. I feel like I, there's a potential that I've been there. I need I to mean, look into it. It's one of the I think go to restaurants. Five star. I, I didn't remember it was five star. I can't yeah. believe it. But yeah, I went there. But it's 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 a prominent restaurant there in yeah. Palm Springs. Um, I, it was New Year's Eve. I went oh, wow. there, nice. and it was a it was a like a dinner where they have a fully prepared like hundred dollar. Mm-hmm. That's always how it is on New Year's. They say, I didn't want to say this because I didn't want to talk about stuff before Halloween, but they say Cary Grant's ghost haunts uh, Copley's. Archibald Leach. Is is that his name in... Uh, That's his real name. It is? <laughs> yeah. Archibald Leach? Yeah. Heinous name. <laughs> you said Leach? How do you spell that? L-E-I? I think like the bug... <laughs> wait i love the name archibald archibald but then you the undercut it well sorry apologies to our listeners who have the last name leach i know there's a couple villa rosa vips who have that last name it's just it's not a movie star or no it's a, 
Cary Grant's name is Archibald Leach? <laughs> Strike me down, God, if I'm wrong, but so I'm pretty that, sure. So is that why he screams, my name isn't Archibald <laughs> Leach at Copley's? With chains playing. <laughs> I was going to say he talks like um, his girl Friday, like fast talking sort yeah. of newspaper stuff as yeah. a ghost. He's one of the goats. I, I, I only have seen him in his girl Friday and I didn't really like that movie. That's the only Cary Grant movie you've seen? Yeah, I didn't like his energy. You haven't seen North by Northwest? No. I think you like it. Is he good it. in that? Yeah. If he, if maybe he switched his demeanor, you can't, you can't remark on an actor from just one performance. He's hot. I, he has Mr. Big Energy. I'm going to keep referencing Sex and City He as has often Mr. As Big Energy in what way? <laughs> he just, like, I feel like Mr. Big's archetype of, like, how he looks. Oh, is like Cary Grant-esque? Like yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, okay, so they... All get served espresso martinis. There's a yeah. lot on the table. And this meal, this meal gets the like 30 minute treatment. I mean, it's 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 the shopping and it's this meal. We see yeah. every minute of this meal. Yeah. Did you notice? I think Whitney asked if she can get tequila in her espresso martini. Would this you is have... the second time this has happened on Housewives. Oh, who else did that? Jessel. When did Jessel do that? At the dinner where Uba steals the can of coconut milk. Oh, God. I was just going to say... <laughs> This is the the barometer or whatever the word is for how entertaining a dinner can be and how horrifically boring a yeah. dinner can be. With I hate we, to say it, I don't want to be toxic, but binge drinking really helps lube it up. It did. It did. Okay. So definitely the hallmarks of this episode are that Meredith got drunk as hell, the drunkest yeah. we've ever seen her, <laughs> and Heather got drunk as hell, but it's still not everyone needed to be that drunk no. for it to pop off. Yeah. Just spar- just sparsely. Roni doesn't have a single drunkard. drunkard at all. Is Jessel the closest to a drunkard? When? None of them. I'll say it. I'm planting <laughs> my flag. None of them have been drunk on Roni. It's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> Get drunk, as we say this as a... At least one of you once. I'd like to see one of them once. Come again. on. Well, they haven't... <laughs> Why can't you? I think it's because they all are so they nervous. They heeded Bethany's warning. They heeded her warning. They don't want to have... They don't want to do anything, you know, that they'll have to regret. But also, they want. They are nervous on camera, and they don't want to have anything out of their control yeah, I can tell. I can tell, too. <laughs> okay. Um... Meredith, they do our favorite thing, a dinner game. <laughs> Not one dinner game, but two dinner games. Yeah. Whitney, Whitney, please. You cannot <laughs> do one dinner game anymore. We need a full stop on all dinner games. But two? That was stretching the limits of how many games you can play at a dinner. Yeah, and the information was like all garbage for the most part, except... Like, Meredith's like, I came to Palm Springs in childhood. Who cares? Whitney's like, I have always written poems. Who cares? Um, Heather's like, I've gotten really into birds since COVID. Who cares? But Mary reveals, I was interested in, the, she had an African gray bird, which isn't that what T'Challa was in Potomac? R.I.P. I don't know if you made it that far, but one of no. the Potomac women had a bird named T'Challa who sadly passed. Oh. But I think he was an African gray. Oh, no, parrot. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like you said, I really, really cherished Mary's moment talking about <laughs> this African gray. That but I didn't flew. like how she's like 
I had an African gray. I was like, what did you do with him? They last, they should live a really long time. Like, I meant to look up what they look like because I had never even pretty. heard of that type of, they are. Yeah. But I like that she said that, that it required her to stare at him. Yeah. Could you imagine the footage of Mary in her house with this African gray bird and she feels like this bird is calling to her to stare at, at him yeah. or it? Let me see. Oh, they're beautiful. They're like a gray parrot. It is a parrot. Yeah. It's part of the parrot family. Yeah. How do you think that, do you think that parrot, that African gray parrot said, look at me, you know, cause they talk, Mary, Mary, look at me, stare at me. Where's your grandpa? <laughs> cause parrots talk. Where's your step grandpa? <laughs> I was just, it sounded very, like it was everyone else, like you said, had dud stories that you don't want to parse further, but I could definitely hear a little more about Mary's adventures with, yeah, with her African gray parrot. I would love to know. Um, yeah, Angie's tidbit was that she's a sensitive person. I was like, I no, don't fucking no, care. Angie even prefaced it even worse. She, she, she said, I know you all think I'm a badass. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? Not really. Who's ever seen her have one instance of being a badass? We don't know anything about her. No. Lisa's is that she got a second ear piercing. It's like, also, who cares? And then, thank God, by the time we got to Monica, she was like, y'all fucking suck. She was like, I'm here to bring it. I fucked my brother-in-law for 18 months. And I love that she always includes the timeline. Like, she always says, for 18 months. Yeah. It's not two years. (laughs) It's not one year. And I love that people don't really give her shit for it. No. In comparison to the Jen situation right. happening on OC, I'm like, in another city, that would be like, we'll never oh. let you in our circle. You're disgusting. You're right. Imagine if Gina had that information on OC. Yeah. She would have taken it to the goddamn grave. <laughs> yeah. And Vicky would be like, you're terrible. You're terrible. Exactly. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Gina would have run with it. She wouldn't have kept it a secret until she died she would have ran with it to the hills anyone would have that's what i was saying heather did such a good job when she learned that information that she didn't throw that out to all of them monica had to bring it up herself yeah for sure um and then it goes into a little bit about how heather doesn't trust angie yeah so so then whitney transitions she goes that game was a complete fucking flop <laughs> let's do another game it's called peach pit except i'm going to label it something different <laughs> it's called warm and fuzzy first oh, yeah. prickly pear something like that prickly pit <laughs> and they go around and heather says my my warm and fuzzy is that we are Ole Titans. I, was that a reference to their high school that they went to? Oh, I guess. I think she was reminiscing on the times when her and Angie had like camaraderie in high school. Yeah. But then she says her pit is that she doesn't really trust Angie. Yeah. And then she gives very, I thought, good evidence of why she shouldn't trust Angie. She was all up Jen's ass. Yeah. And she's all up Lisa's ass. Mm-hmm. Now she's all up Whitney's ass. Yeah, she said she doesn't trust girls that suck the biggest dick in the room. And I was like, you didn't have to say it like that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, even though this game, like just like the dressing each other was so contrived, ultimately I liked that Heather took the prompt and legitimately said something that I think she really feels. Heather's pretty genuine. Yeah. Heather's pretty authentic. I understand why she doesn't, trust angie and i like that she used that opportunity to say it it was like the best case scenario for one of those dumb dinner games for sure um and then that this that that starts the snowball spiraling for angie to explain herself mm-hmm. and what she's doing with the cast and why she came on the trip like she uses this to right. now 
get in a huge fight with Meredith. Yeah. Um, uh, the quickly Monica says that she's, um, annoyed by, um, Lisa talking about her $60,000 ring. And she's like, I only have like a hundred dollar ring. And, uh, Lisa's like, I worked hard for that blessing. (laughs) And it was just kind of like, Lisa was kind of like, I get it. Like, whatever, fine, move on. Um, I also saw some people online, um, questioning whether or not Monica's bag that she cried about was even real. I know. I saw they said that, too. that the chain was looking a little brassy for Louis Vuitton, um, yeah, yeah. which would be interesting if that was true. They also pointed out that she um, does drive a like Range Rover. Yeah. But that could be leftover from her marriage. Well, when she said, when she said bought a bag, you know, I think it's still even it's just it's more a part of her story that she couldn't even afford a real one and she bought a fake one to try to right. you know blend in like Jen on OC. Right. Yeah. Poor Jen. I can't believe Tamara said that. Rude. Um okay and then uh Angie strikes again and says Greeks love to toast. Let me do a toast. I'm like Greeks love to toast? Like that's culturally specific. Greeks love to toast. <laughs> we, we know this. Um, this is always Jimmy's big pet peeve is um, when like Italians or like any culture is like, I'm Italian. I'm all about family. And it's like, aren't most people like about their family? To, like, as opposed to all other <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, so this, this Angie, I want to say a couple you know, negatives because overall this episode was amazing. First of all, Monica, even though she's uh, a shining star uh, and killing it right now, uh, her antagonism towards Angie felt unfounded. I know Angie's flopping like a fish, but I didn't think Monica needed to be the one to rush to criticize her. And she takes like three opportunities to do that. She's the one who says, Angie, no one thought you were a badass. She's the (laughs) one who said, Angie, you're being rude to the hostess. Yeah. And she says something else like she's, she is continuing a trope I hate, which is that the new cast members, whenever they're hired and they're new and it's their first season, they feel like they have to fight each other because they can't fight anyone else. Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's a trial for who's going to survive. Right. And instead of just letting or- an organic friendship happen or being authentic, I feel like Monica was playing into that that trope, yeah. which was unfortunate. For sure. Um, and then... Angie says that... Sorry, I interrupted. But Angie then... <laughs> in a totally fake prepared way <laughs> says, I want to toast to a Greek word that I just right. looked up to a word of the day. You know how obviously I have a Greek word of the day calendar and it just so happens that sepako or, or what was the, what was the Greek I word? didn't write it down, but it, it means fake Riley. It, it, it means fake. Oh my God. Could you imagine the coincidence of her looking at the Greek word of the day and it has that and it says fake in it. So then Angie uses this opportunity to talk about how Meredith has been one way to her face and that there's no reason why Meredith wouldn't have invited her on this trip, right? Yeah. And then Meredith says, why would I invite you on this trip? Yeah. You, you have expressed, the last time I saw you, we were in a fight at the reunion. They show a clip of that. You've expressed, she's, Meredith says that Angie's expressed that she'll never be good friends with Meredith, but there's no receipts, there's no evidence of this. But I think it's just a matter of, Meredith is treating this trip like it's a real friend thing that she's bringing and she would have never considered Angie. And then production through Whitney is bringing Angie for the drama of it, you know? And so I don't know, I don't know which side to fall on really. Cause it's like, 
you shouldn't really snub out a cast member if Angie's right. a full-time cast member. She gets to go on the trips. Right. But also if Meredith's inviting her real friends, and maybe at this point Angie wasn't full-time cast. Maybe she maybe. was just a friend of, and they were still debating that. So Meredith, yeah. you know, it was, it was fine that she got outraged as well. For sure. Um, I think at one point Angie accuses Meredith of renting her life. Um, she makes a, co- a comment that she has cobwebs on her jewelry, which I didn't really know what that meant. It, um, so she, she's, so they are, a lot of people are now saying that Meredith doesn't live in Salt Lake city and she rents a house yeah. every time they film and she actually lives somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And, and then I guess she's accusing her of not having any money, right? Her jewelry would have well, cobwebs on it. I was picturing, you know, how that trope of like haunted houses or whatever that there's sheets on the furniture. Yeah. I was picturing that. Me, me too. I, yeah, I didn't. I, I thought I understood this <laughs> jewelry that has cobwebs and dust. Everything about you. Speak. Also, that's something that she clearly prepared to say. I don't right. know why she thought that would hit that hard. Yeah. Meredith gives a low key. You can leave. Like she's like, you can leave. Like you should leave. Blah 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 blah. And then it like keeps getting harder and harder and harder until she does her iconic. I think it might be iconic now, or at least they're trying to make it iconic. Yeah. The, it, you can leave. It was iconic. The Her way, eyes are like bulging. The way she separated each word for maximum power, uh, the way she looked when she delivered each word, the way they drowned out the sound and made it echoey <laughs> as if Copley's just erupted <laughs> with her voice in the entire thing. The way yeah. they edited it was Into great. Into the Mount San Vicento Hills. <laughs> right. Um, and then she calls security, which is kind of unfounded <laughs> Un- unfounded and unprecedented i don't yeah, think normally people would would ever call security on someone who's actively been sitting at the table with you for probably an hour <laughs> at this point you can't you can't do that yeah like there wasn't usually there would be like some threat of like violence or like you know something would have gone down but they were just like kind of arguing yeah at, at an event you can throw someone out if it's your event and someone gets um becomes a little wild you can say you got to get out of my event you're causing sure. too much chaos but here at a dinner where you've already been there then she immediately goes up to a waiter <laughs> Chad. She, needs, she needs to leave and the guy says i think he goes uh, i'm gonna do whatever i can but clearly he can't do anything about this i pulled up a screenshot of uh someone captioned it and it's just like all spelled funny because she was slurring her words so bad and it's like could we get security please get security she refuses to leave she needs to leave and it's spelled t-a-l-e-e-v to leave and her behavior is unacceptable i'd like for her to leave (laughs) yeah meredith already has an uh um What's that? Accent? Unscrutable accent. Yeah. That you don't really know where it comes from. Yeah. Apparently... She slips into British at some point. Yeah. I forget what she said when she turns British. It was so amazing. <laughs> you're, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and then she's like, you're an ugly human being. Yeah. And then also <laughs> Meredith gets very existential. So she's drunk as hell. That is yeah. the, the, that is the thing that is flowing through this entire conversation. They're literally like martini glasses, like stacked and, in a tower. And the way they edited it, you don't see how many re-ups of drinks they got because when heather said she had five or six you don't see it because the way the conversation flows they edited a lot out i'm sure but meredith was drunk as hell i mean slurring her words drunkenly then she gets all existential she starts to say about how the horrors of the world how there's so much worse in the world it was very specific she says there are children that are going to be disabled for the rest of their lives which i'm like i assume that that is specific to someone you know because it was very yeah. 
specific. Yeah, she's going. <laughs> there's a lot of deeper things happening, and then she gets up. She is so. <laughs> First of all, I don't think Angie anticipated this reaction. I mean, who could have? No. She immediately Meredith went from like they're they're arguing a little bit, being called fake. Meredith took it to the wildest degree <laughs> ever. She gets up. She goes, "If you'll excuse me, I'm going to worry about the things that matter in this world." It's like she, it was very much giving the Kim. There are people that are dying. Oh, I've yeah, well, that's Kardashians oh. when. Kim actually similarly she loses a diamond earring oh. uh, in the ocean and she's sobbing because it's like a really huge diamond that's ah. like expensive wow, very... and she's crying and Courtney is in the background holding her baby and she just goes Kim there are people that are dying I mean you could <laughs> say that about anything at any time any second sure. for any reason I sure. mean but Meredith's like weeping um yes. she's like talking to her husband she's like uh there are the rumors and the nastiness <laughs> Yeah, she says that there. So Meredith says there are rumors and nastiness about her husband. I can go there. She goes, Lisa, tell her to fuck off. Tell her like she wants Lisa to like go in there and like kick her out. Yeah, she is so upset. Like I mean, like way more than it is warranted. For right? sure, she's gone like to the dark side. Yeah, and also they they show this montage, which I didn't remember this about Meredith, but Meredith they showed five instances of this, so it's a pattern. She says she has rumors on everyone and never gets into the specifics. And I forgot she started the rumor that Lisa sucks dick to get Vita <laughs> into different bars. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you, like yeah. or whatever. So it's like this is a this is something that Meredith always does. She says there are rumors that I just can't talk about. You right. Know, I was just like, Meredith is so much odder than I, like, she showed little bits of her oddness, like when she was in a bathtub when the Jin Shaw uh, arrest happened or whatever, but she's way, I think, weirder than I knew. For sure. Um, Yeah, and then um, they finally leave, but they're all so wasted. Lisa says, Lisa, Lisa Lisa was great in this scene. I'm, I'm like really... I, I like Lisa's energy. Like she can be annoying or off-putting and talk too much or whatever, but she's mostly a, a, a good neutral force. And she was like the villain for the first couple seasons, but yeah. I feel like everyone is like starting to appreciate Lisa now. Yeah. Anyway, she says, we got to put a cork in this and get out of here. We just like <laughs> ruined Copley's. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then when they're in the van, Whitney has the audacity to say that it's convenient that Meredith is bringing up this thing that's going on in her life that is potentially a ailing child you know what i'm gonna be devil's advocate you agree i found merit to what whitney said well wasn't the last time this happened it was because her nephew drank bleach okay sorry (laughs) yes i'm sorry i forgot that but all the examples that whitney gave were like the milk dumb (laughs) the milkman uh uh quit but the only one i remember was that she kept being like i have a lot going on and it was something like horrific oh my god if we were at the reunion and i had just said that and andy (laughs) said something like well her dad died and also her nephew drank tried to commit suicide it's like yeah okay it was giving full first reformed wait what when does that that was drano oh wait does he drink that yeah. He does at the end of the movie? Is that a spoiler? Have you seen it? I have, and I don't remember that part. Yeah. He drinks Drano and dies? I think it's implied. Oh, he just drinks Drano and, and <laughs> he cuts the black? I didn't remember that. And he has all those um, like um, barbed wire on his body. I just remember he was going to like blow up a church or something, right? I think he drank Drano instead. That's good. I should watch it again. <laughs> I mean, good, good call instead of... 
k- killing people. That was the first reform minute, the Paul Schrader minute. Get, can I say one last thing? Because <laughs> that was only 40 seconds. I just watched American Gigolo for the first time. You know what? I don't know if I've seen it. It's awesome. You like it? They're, the Only the last 10 minutes kind of suck because I feel like there was an ending that they made him do or something like he had to have a happy ending. It, it sucks. The ending is so bad. But for the first hour and 50 minutes, it rips. Okay. It's like the inverse of Pretty Woman, the okay. dark side of Pretty Woman with Richard Gere now as the prostitute. Okay. Or, sorry. I'm into it. Gigolo. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, but yeah, that was the Paul Schrader minute. <laughs> Great. Um, so, okay. oh, oh, I sorry. I just wanted to say that I, even, I liked Whitney's excuse when she said it, and the evidence she brought. I was like, maybe Meredith does do that to deflect, just like how she spreads these unfounded rumors yeah. to like get the deflect. I do think maybe she's like, it's not the time right now. I can't talk about this. And I thought those excuses were just ridiculous because you could say them at any time. We yeah. can't talk about this because children are dying. Yeah. But then when you when you say that. She has had two horrific things happen in her past, and she didn't want to deal with something. Yeah. Well, Maybe it sounds like in the preview that there is oh. a child okay. who is ill. Okay, I didn't see that. I fully changed my tune. Whitney was wrong, and I already was <laughs> But both at- could be true. She could both have some valid excuses, but then also yeah. bullshit ones. So yeah. it's probably both. But, but I was I, like shocked that she wanted to go there. Right. And I was mad at Whitney for bringing up two dinner games, so why would I give Whitney credit for doing this <laughs> horrible thing? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Heather's in the back struggling, struggle bus. Um, Whitney and Mary go into it, which like, I, their feud is so weird to me. I like don't understand it. Mary, I mean, I guess it's the religious thing, right? Mary hates Whitney more than anyone. And Whitney does a really good job of throw, hi, throwing a stone and hiding her hand. She's a shit stirrer. Yeah. She's like Lisa Barlow, like in the early seasons, like Whitney... <laughs> Tries to stir shit up. Yeah. And I feel like her feud with Heather, I think we talked about this last week, is is fully a, a storyline feud. I feel like she's being so disrespectful and horrible to Heather, who hasn't done that much to her. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think Mary is just tired of Whitney's shit. Also, I loved when Mary went right up to Whitney when Whitney and Angie were at the Trixie Motel saying how they got there early. And she goes, why did you come early? <laughs> it doesn't and, make any sense. And Whitney goes, I'm good friends with uh, Trixie. So I just wanted to come early to be with my friend. And Mary goes, what? <laughs> yeah. She goes, that's why you came early? It doesn't make any sense. No, it, it doesn't. Was, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and then when Angie starts saying something, she's like, I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, that was, oh my God. <laughs> she just like doesn't give a shit about anything, which is kind of a funny, um, you know, option to have. Yeah, it's great. Um, so then this is where she goes, Mary's ac- saying that Whitney called her a, a pornography, pornography and she keeps saying it over and over again. And then this is when she um, goes, Mary says, you went all the way to the ground. You went all the way to the dirt. And uh, <laughs> Whitney goes, I never accused you of doing porn. And Mary goes, I didn't say porn. And then Mary goes, Heather, 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 what did she call me? And then Heather in her complete drunken stupor, like we said, predator. <laughs> And then um, they, oh, what, Mary just gets, Mary gets out, right? They, they, yeah. they, they keep trying to get Heather out of the van right. and she like, is like, I gotta sit down. She's right. like, I can't do it. Um, which I'm like, they should have pushed her further. Um, she only had to take just a few more steps. She but- could have gotten a, a, a fully just clean barf right outside that <laughs> no one would have had to deal with. It would have been in the grass or the stones. Instead, yeah. barf potentially Ugh. all of them. I felt so van. bad for the driver. Like the driver was waiting for them to get out and then they go close the door and then she closes the door and then she goes back around and then pr- I think production's like open the door. 
And she like runs out and you can tell she's like terrified of production, what she'll see. Production didn't want to pay that 250 cleaning fee in oh, the yeah. Sprinter van. Um, have you ever barfed in an Uber? No. I'm not a barfer. You never barf? No. Whoa. Have you ever barfed? <laughs> I have, but um, for, from drinking very rare and otherwise very rare. Wow. Steel trap. Pretty good. Damn, I barf. My gut is strong. That's amazing. So you could hold. <laughs> so if we did a six espresso martini challenge like we want to do next well, week. Well, I told you I can't drink vodka. That's the one thing. Let's do tequila espresso martinis. Okay. But okay. Anyway. I can drink like unlimited wine. The booze is where it gets tricky, which is why I usually don't drink it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Booze. Yeah. Yeah. I would barf from liquor. One time I was in an Uber and I almost had to barf and my wife was sitting in the front seat and she said, sir, can we pull over? My husband is very sick. <laughs> like, like a flu. Him. <laughs> and then he pulled over and he let me barf on the side. Good. You don't want to pay. Could you imagine that? Oh my God. That fee must be wild. Barf. That's oh, bad. And it would make your car Bad stink. as it gets. That's like, if you're an Uber driver, that's the one thing you do not want. No. So, <laughs> so Whitney closes the door so uh, so uh, Heather can barf in peace. You hear the <laughs> mic. Uh, they sounded like realistic barfing sounds to me. Yeah. I don't think there's any merit to her faking this for... Her. And potentially peeing at the same time. I'm just <laughs> saying. Watch it, watch it back. It's a lot of like liquid. Why would she have peed? Maybe she's so fucked up. If she peed and <laughs> barfed, that's... I saw a video of someone that recorded a woman at a slot machine in Vegas, and she was just pissing <laughs> in the seat. That's wild. I was like, whoa. Damn, yeah, we're, we're far from... Respect. We're far from those days. <laughs> uh, maybe at BravoCon, we'll pee at a slot I would, machine. I would do that. Or in like one of those trash cans that they have set up. <laughs> I would balk you if you want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Set up shop. <laughs> All right. Was that okay. Salt Lake City? We did it, it good? It was. It was good. It was a good episode. I got to say. Oh, if you haven't watched Salt Lake City, which why wouldn't you have? This episode was rip-roaring. So fun. There was barf. There was actually <laughs> uh, dinner games that led to one of the best dinner scenes in a while. Meredith was drunk as hell. Yeah. It was just I know. Fun. I just, I hate to say it. I don't want to, um, you know, I, I think like Roni legacy got too much about drinking like or like the women had too much it was like they were just wasted all the time and it became kind of sad like mm. towards the end like it was just too much like it was like like Dorinda was like had a bad relationship with alcohol Sonia would be like sometimes it was just like all right we need something besides alcohol yes. you know what I mean well, that's how I feel about the Trace Amigos yeah but having a total lack of alcohol on the new Roni leaves a glaring hole, in my opinion. And I, I feel like I'm not allowed to say that because it's like unhealthy. Well, we've talked about it before. But, I you mean, know, this Salt Lake episode was really kicked into high gear. Yeah, it was by alcohol. <laughs> but I do think like I'm just but trying. But the pieces to, were already there. Pieces were there. And Lisa wasn't drunk. Mary wasn't drunk. But, you know, there, there was other elements to where a little splash of barf and drunkenness was good and great for the episode but also they were killing it with just even doing the shopping and the little moments or whatever too yeah. so i just think i think overall the roni the new roni cast members are just so restrained you can mm -hmm. feel them they're just so uncomfortable and yeah. like maybe if they were traditionally i don't know but maybe none of them are like drinkers and that's i don't think they are yeah like none of them naturally I mean, want to get at drunk. least two of them are fully sober uba and jenna yeah and then the rest of them, yeah, are kind of just like uptight. I think Jessel lets loose and gets 
probably the drunkest, but she doesn't want to be drunk on camera yet. Yeah. Or and it's like, Bryn, if no one else is drinking, then and, like, what's the point? And you'd think Bryn would be the drunken one who would be all for it, but I don't think she's ever been drunk on camera either. Right. All right. Anyways, um, should we, do you think yeah. we can do OC and NY in 30 minutes or less? Yep. Let's put a, let's put a timer on. <laughs> So we, you know, uh, Amy and I try to, I just ding the shit out of the mic stand. I'm so sorry. That's going to sound like a bell going off. Okay. I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes to see if we can, I mean, if we go past three hours, nobody's going to listen, right? People say they like it. People like going past three hours. (laughs) They want it to be. That should be the limit. Now we're in like, we're not even Lord of the Rings level where we'd be Lord of the Rings extended edition. Oh God. Um, I will say, um, OC is almost done. Yes. So soon, I think we'll be in a good place. Yeah. Oh like, no no re- no no because I think House? Potomac is coming back and Winter oh, House. Like it's they're not they're just like <laughs> there's too many things. The trough is being loaded up as we speak. As soon as you and I think we've gotten done eating the slop, well that's not slop, but good slop that they're giving us, and we think we're clearing our plates, they're ready to shovel in more. I just I feel like three shows is the perfect amount. They want four. But it's always like four to five. They want all the demographics to be rung at the same time. Two different Housewives franchises always going right completely. And as one ends, a new one starts. And then all the under 42s, they want to make sure there's one of those. And then what else? Below Deck is just like, I guess, always yeah. on. Yeah, we we don't have time for okay. Below Deck. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, I have this. It's very, this, I guess, can I just say my general thoughts and whatever yes. you want to highlight? Yeah. So this episode, every single cast member besides Vicky and Jen and Taylor tries to take a piece of Heather in, I think, the least um, justified ways that we've seen the entire season. They have all made a pact, an evil, despicable pact, that they are trying to bring Heather down and make her the villain of this season for some reason. I have no clue why. Yeah. And Heather has not done one thing wrong this entire season one thing that they have said they said that she talked shit off camera about john and shannon when we know all of them have talked shit and Tamara, way more than heather has talked shit about the relationship yeah they say that heather said that shannon slash Tamara said something horrible about (laughs) whatever it's so convoluted and stupid they all want a piece even shannon this episode she's like when do i get a turn at heather i've got (laughs) something to say it to heather yeah it's just it is it is so ridiculous and And it really works on uh, gina like at the end when they're just like she called you a loser which do you believe that no i think she was truly talking about noella she was. I, I, I okay. totally believe it. I don't, and I don't even care. If Heather <laughs> called Emily a loser one time, she didn't. Because uh, when, since Heather got back on with Gina, she liked Gina last season. Yeah. Heather doesn't go around calling people losers. Also, I think she was quoting Tamara. She was quoting what Tamara said in Two Peas in a Pod or whatever uh-huh. the fuck that podcast is called. She was quoting Tamara saying, I'm with these losers now. And then Heather said at BravoCon, oh, so you have to do a panel with those losers. Uh-huh. And then Tamara is making it seem like Heather originated that statement. Mm-hmm. Heather doesn't call people losers willy-nilly. Right. Yeah. Um, but Gina like immediately was like devastated by this news. Fake devastated. Like I was like. No, she, she's wanted to. She doesn't like Heather. 
She wants to she wants to be a part of this feud as much as all the other people. So she uses this and and completely runs with it. Like this is so indicative of Heather's behavior that she's a good friend to Heather. I haven't seen one instance. This season started with Heather saying Gina just completely went off the map when I mm-hmm. when after the season was over. It's been Heather who's been trying to foster a friendship with right. Gina. Yeah, no, you really saw um, Heather's spirit dwindle uh, over the course of this episode. I've never seen a housewife get more, what's it called, brought down, like spirit. She was like despondent. She's like, I feel like I don't have a voice anymore. I can't speak. My throat closes up because I know that every single thing I say is going to start a fight. And in this episode, you see it. Yeah. She says, I mean, I I guess I don't know how nuanced. I mean, we we can get into it, but like everything she does say start something with one of them. I don't know why the hell Emily is doing this. Yeah. Like I, I had such higher hopes and expectations for Emily, but she wants in on this Heather dog pile as much as anyone. Yeah, for sure. She like brings up Snuffleupagus again. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like it keeps happening over and over again. Um, I'm just going to cruise through some of these details. First of all, um, I will say, um, Gina does defend Heather for a bit there saying like, I think her mom was like intense and that there's like certain like childhood shit. Like, I don't know. She was like, maybe that's why you guys don't like each other. I don't know. I mean, but no, but she's trying to justify Heather's awful behavior. It's like Heather has not been awful to any of you. Right. You know what I mean? Um, But I forgot about Heather's mom. Those clips of Heather's mom. She's scary. I forgot about them. They were kind of wild. I know. They've only shown her. I think that was the only time they showed her that one time. Um, And then um, Vicky admits that she has gotten a happy ending. And she told us the code on how to get a happy ending. Yeah, I knew this. But it was was so amazing to hear Vicky (laughs) talk about it. You put your foot in a frog position so that your foot. Why does everyone know this? Well, you know, when you go there, if you go to, you know, there are certain um, massage places that have a, um, no, I'm just kidding. So, I, <laughs> no, I, I didn't know this before. But did Vicky say that you put your, I couldn't get the details right. Does she say that you put your foot near your vagina? And then yeah. if they include a foot massage, obviously your vagina is going to be included I in guess. it. Yes. I was like she... shocked. So it's like her and um, Denise Richards also, getting happy endings all day. I think it's much more common that like, I mean, it's a. It, I definitely think masseuses don't like it when you ask for them if they're not, um, if they're not doing that. Yeah. But I do think it's more prevalent than you think. Yeah. Because it's in a lot of pop culture. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Were you excited by that Vicky revelation? <laughs> I mean, I was shocked. I thought she was a good Christian woman. She is so. She said it was a long time ago. She doesn't like being. Um, sexual because she doesn't like to talk about that because of her religion i think but you know she is very very sexual yes yes and she's i think she's come to terms with her sexuality and bravo has definitely leaned more that's how like taylor sort of got got affected by the bravo ethos a little yeah. bit where it's like it's such a sex positive culture that you definitely get credit when you bring up these things i For think sure. he was ready to share that story yeah did you like that both on oc and roni that there were sea turtles yes double turtle very- energy Yes, a total turtle-themed week. I liked that a lot. Um, And then, um, okay, so at dinner, this is when Vicky goes in on Jen. She starts out by saying, um, she's like, at first she's like, well, Ryan's the dirty one, you know, but then she makes the terrible statement that you've got five kids, you needed to make that marriage work. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. But then she's like, 
I left my husband for a loser yes. and I'll never forgive myself, yes. which I always like forget about the timeline, the Brooks timeline. There was some Brooks crossover. Yeah. He, he was like e- waiting in the wings. He totally was. He was like emailing her, sending them like slightly flirty messages. So she, she honestly left Dawn with one foot out the door thinking that the Brooks era was going to be amazing. Yeah. So I actually, I have a different take than you on this. I felt like Vicky very ham handedly tried to get her point across by saying you should have stayed in that marriage. But I only thought she was talking about herself. She just mm. saw her, what Jen did and and saw the parallels because in her mind and in my mind, I do think Jen left her relationship for a loser. I yeah. mean, I, I, I cannot like Ryan any less. Yeah. I do think it seems like he's so charming and you're going to have this sex life and you're going to be yeah. badasses riding on motorcycles. And it's so alluring. The grass is always greener. For sure. So I, I felt like Vicky very ineloquently said that. And then Gina, of course, jumped on her because <laughs> Gina wants any moment she can have. Yeah. And then I felt like Jen didn't really... T- uh, uh, Jen liked that um I think by the end, yes. it was like made more clear yes but it was bold up front it, it was bold and i didn't like what vicky did last week where she's starting to talk about shit she doesn't know about i felt like this was just more advice um from vicky and yeah. i just want to say just, o- yeah Sorry. overall overall i loved vicky this episode yeah i was like this is vicky <laughs> wow by the end yeah um but yeah like I just thought it was annoying that like Jen had to be like, I mourn my marriage. I'm like, you don't have to fucking prove that no. you were sad about your divorce to Vicky. I mean, <laughs> we all as an audience and all of them thought the Jen and Ryan shit was over. The fact that it is still coming oh up God. is like, it's exhausting. It is so exhausting. I'm exhausted for Jen. Like Jen was like so shut down during that conversation, like similar to Heather. She was just like, all right, like, I'm just going to lay down and take it. Like, that's, whatever you have to say next, I just can't even... That's exactly what it is. Deal it's with like, it. It's like, let's go to dinner. What am I going to say that is going to bring the fury of the four other cast members to make me look horrible? That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. They're just laying like, down. I don't have the energy anymore. Right. Um, okay, and then on the last day of the trip, um, the Trace Amigas are unhinged, and um, Shannon walks through the room, and Vicky's like... You have a maxi pad hanging out of what she said. You have toilet paper hanging out of your asshole. Yeah, and then they reveal that Shannon hasn't brushed her teeth in five days. Right, and and, and they said, you know, per, you know, you could have gotten one from the lobby. Yeah, I mean, all hotels do have those little, <laughs> of course, travel kits. I think that she just wanted to take a break from brushing her teeth. <laughs> Shannon was like acting she was like it's like a maze out there I had no way to get to the front and I'm like you guys have left the hotel every day yeah this trip like you just been brushing. on your way out yeah I mean Shannon is like you know <laughs> there are so many things about Shannon that are just so entertaining that you can't even begin to describe like if you told me Shannon didn't brush her teeth for five days I would never believe it and then you yeah. just found out it's true yeah she hasn't been brushing Insane. her teeth the entire time um, quickly, um, Emily reveals that she wants to do a fitness competition, which is such a housewives thing at this right. point, um, which I wonder if she will now that she's so fit in 2023. Yeah. And so in, then the Heather, just to like highlight my favorite scene, which is that Heather, Heather was on the, in the van with everyone. She's already said a hundred times to everyone that she's so tired of them picking apart everything she does. And she's told it to us in the confessionals. Then they get in the bus and, and they immediately start talking about how Heather followed Emily again. On Instagram. On Instagram. And then Emily says, uh, or Heather says, I got FOMO from watching you all. So I took a break from you all. But then I refollowed Which I'm pretty you. sure Tamara did the same thing when she I'm, got fired or I'm whatever. Sure. I'm sure. And then, and then Emily goes, 
well, can you see how that sort of like seems really awful to us? And Heather goes, whatever you want. Uh, whatever you think it means i would do the same thing i'd be like i am not engaging with you right now like i cannot like i like physically and mentally and spiritually cannot engage with this bullshit conversation right now She goes, it's all my fault it's all my fault whatever just say it whatever and then emily makes a joke she's like well then i'm i I blocked you and then tamra chiming in like an evil demon goes can we mute her so it's like so it's like not only are you talking shit about her mm. making fun of this stupid following instagram thing then you're talking about muting her because you don't like her mm. content because she's annoying and then yeah. heather cries yeah she gets out she's of like i want to go home and they're, they're all like what do you mean why whatever and vicky's like she feels picked on you dumb bitch and shannon goes <laughs> i haven't even talked to her yet <laughs> shannon after all of that you wanted to say even more like you have more to talk about and point out about heather and heather off camera somewhere in like a you know shop somewhere is like i hate them all <laughs> they have the audio she's going i hate them all i hate them all they go to the shaman which they need to go to the shaman yeah tamra shannon gets to the goddamn shaman <laughs> Uh, Heather goes shopping with Emily and Gina. Emily and Gina are like huddled up together. Like they are their only, you know, they are take comfort in each other. They are like the alliance that can't break. And they just completely just ignore Heather. Heather's like, I haven't felt this way in so long where yeah. everyone hates me. Like, yeah, she's like, not even shopping is making me feel better. Yeah. And then, and then you watch Heather and Gina, they're like, let's take a selfie together. Just us. So Heather goes into a room by herself and Taylor comes. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. And so genuine. And like, I love Taylor almost forever for it. She was like, do, do you want to talk about it? And then Heather's like, in the confessional, she, she's like, should I confide in Taylor or is Taylor <laughs> going to rip me a new asshole for anything I say? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just going to take a chance on Taylor. So she opens up. She says what she's been saying this entire episode, which is that I can't say anything. Yeah. And Taylor says, uh, Taylor says, I think that they don't give you any like leeway for anything you say because you have so much money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then Heather's like, I'm not apologizing for being rich. And yeah. uh, she's like, you shouldn't. But like, I think that's why they hate you. Yeah. And then Taylor's like, just so you know, like, I, I feel what you're going through. Like, I felt it this entire trip. And I think that was really sweet. Like, yeah. I haven't seen a genuine bonding moment. I think I keep forgetting that she's there. I, I know. <laughs> and I, I feel like Taylor is not long for OC because people yeah. feel like she didn't bring a lot. But for a moment like this with a very chaotic cast who are who are. Uh, so uh, desperate for any type of conflict. I actually just like the Taylor take a back seat, be integral when you need to be. And and if it got this scene with Heather where she has a genuine friend, like I really liked that. Yeah. I was like so happy that someone went out on a limb and just listened to Heather and felt yeah. for her. That was really sweet. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then the other bitches are at the shaman, which is now like top three um of, like housewives tropes is yes. going to a shaman yep. um of course vicky's like is he voodoo like blah 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 yeah, like, um, i don't know wh- what is a shaman i don't even know how to say it it's like, yeah what? you've heard the word shaman before right <laughs> yeah um, uh, but Tam- then tamra's thing is interesting she just says i want my friends to trust me and i want to trust my friends it's like no way no one is ever gonna fucking trust you ever yeah except at the end jen and tamra hug and say that they love each other um, and I'm just, like, didn't this already just happen? That's like, because Tamara, I mean, God, we're going so, we're going to go so far over three hours, but 
Tamara just knows that every time she attacks Jin, she's starting to look worse and worse, and she can't believe that she's bringing it up, but she's just so fired up to have any drama and conflict that she keeps doing it, and then she just keeps having to forgive Jin because she knows this is not going to, going to go well. Yeah, it's a toxic cycle. Yeah. Um, and then they go to this like treehouse restaurant where your booth is like a bed. I was kind of into it. I love. I was like, it. imagine being like getting like a hangover brunch, and it's like a bed. I wanted to. I wanted to go there so bad. Yeah. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I loved it. I loved how funny it was that Shannon is doing her physical comedy of Vicky of going- and Shannon had to. They didn't realize they could have just walked around the long way like everyone else, but they had to walk on like a net. And Vicky's like, oh, oh, God, like, and then she keeps trying to grab Shannon and Shannon's like, don't touch me. And then they did the flashback to them doing the rope climbing where Vicky's fingers get smashed because Shannon's like standing on the rope. It was so funny. That was like, the- <laughs> I was like cackling. I loved it. <laughs> then Shannon starts crawling on the ground with her spanks, just like totally showing. Yeah. She has like no dignity. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely some physical comedy there. It was kind of fun. Also, earlier in the episode, Vicky sits down on a couch that doesn't have a back like it's like a chaise and you can see her realize that it's about to happen and she just doubles down and is like who makes a couch without a back and it's like you see her realize that she needs to stop reclining and then she just like doubles down and makes it like a physical comedy i mean now that you said that that shannon just makes physical comedy part of her character now i can't you know now i think that's true like she just overemphasizes. yeah vicky the montage of vicky falling is, she does it constantly. But I thought she legitimately falls because she gets hurt so often. Sure. But like they both are like, ah! like, yeah, Shannon does more silly falling. And I thought Vicky's was real, but maybe Vicky also does. <laughs> well, a Vicky bit. also is constantly um, dry heaving. Yes. Oh, at oh, totally. all times. Not a lot of other housewives. I'm sorry to drag this on. But <laughs> not a lot of other housewives do um, physical comedy stuff. I'm realizing. True. I think it's just They're Shannon, the queens. Vicky. Yeah. Um, okay. So then when they're all together shit starts going wrong again um uh who says um they're talking i think about jen and ryan maybe and then emily says i will no longer ever ever talk about jen and ryan again i'm gonna learn who you are on your own basically emily is like i'm done talking about jen and ryan yeah then uh, Vicky, they ask an update on Vicky's love life. Oh, Vicky right, says, right, right. I'm going slow in my new relationship. Heather says, I think it's so nice to hear you say you're going slow because you're normally 100% in. Tamara goes, <laughs> she goes, she goes, what? That's interesting. I've heard you say that before. That's interesting <laughs> that you say that because wasn't it you in Montana that just six months ago said? And it's like, it's like she's been waiting forever to say this it stupid. It was so out of nowhere. Stupid. And, it, oh, I, and when Tamara, Tamara gets activated, she goes, oh. and she goes, it's so interesting that you say that because I have a little bone to pick with you about what you said about Shannon in Montana. Who fucking remembers what people said in Montana? That was years ago. Yeah. It I was mean, like it when... It was when, um, remember, Shannon went into the saloon. She was like, I have to call my kids. And she went to change in the saloon. And then everyone talked shit about her and John for a while. This season has felt like years. And the only thing Heather said was like, maybe she's not all in on her relationship. Like, maybe she has one foot out the door because they have issues. And then so Tamara brings it up. She goes, I I have to call out that you did that. And then Shannon goes, yeah, I have a bone to pick with you. Shannon finally gets her, you know, the, the shit talking she wants to do gets Heather. She goes, you shouldn't have used the word all in. Heather goes, 
I don't want to think about every fucking thing I say. Yeah. I, word you're, police. Uh, you're not the word police. Can I just say anything? And then Heather, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like Gina goes, oh, 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 God, we have to fucking talk about. Then the BravoCon thing yeah. gets, gets Which I find very up. confusing because it's all very vague, but it turns out it was Tamara. Emily got it wrong. But Tamara goes, I was just quoting Heather. And the look on her face when I quoted Heather, because I remembered what she said. I don't believe one fucking thing that Tamara ever says. Yeah. Ever. So then the BravoCon thing gets up. Gina makes a meal out of it. She goes, I'm getting another season. She goes, I'm going to start crying. I'm going to say, I've loved my friendship with Heather, but I'm finally writing her off. And then Heather goes, before Gina can leave, fake leave, Heather goes, I'm getting out of here. You yeah. Know? Like she basically takes the thunder of leaving from yeah. the dinner before Gina can leave. Yeah. Um, Vicky at this point is like literally crying. Yeah. She's like at the bar and she was like, can't we be women of integrity, women of honor? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. I mean, I, I know she's overreacting obviously to this, but it's yeah. just so funny. I've never seen that side of Vicky before. No, she was so upset. She was like, I've grown so much. I can't deal with this kind of thing anymore. And Heather's like pissed. She's like, I'm done with the show. Like I'm fucking out. And uh, Vicky's like, you should, this is bullshit. Like I could never. I, I mean, the, I, there's been a lot of great fourth wall breaks and, and, but there's been a lot of contrived ones where they're just using it like Shannon did two fourth wall breaks for no reason but this one was like I'm just Heather is fully justified in, in breaking the fourth wall and saying what how can you be on a show where just every single thing you say is just attacked by five right. different people it's interesting though that like Vicky is so on her side at this point and she's it. like supportive but then it's like four hours later and it's just the trace amigas like they, <laughs> getting lit <laughs> they knew they knew they had to have a trace amigas moment again but vicky is so that was amazing of vicky to to be on heather's side i loved that i loved her consoling her both taylor and vicky killed it heather yeah screams or no she didn't scream but she says i'm done with the show i'm, yeah. I'm leaving which we don't know yeah what's gonna happen there except yeah. it's the finale basically right. So she had to maybe film for like one more week after this right um so yeah, and then it's like the next morning, Heather, Taylor, and Jen are like bonding. They're mm-hmm. saying, or it's actually still the nighttime there, but they're separate. And like Heather's like, I'm proud of you, Jen, for speaking up for yourself, blah, blah, blah. And then it shows that Heather says that she has proof that Tamara's been talking shit on Gina. Yeah, and then they showed a clip of it, and it's from two T's in a pod, and it's it's Tamara literally calling Gina and Emily losers. Right. And... um. Yeah. And then it looks like the season finale is going to rip and it's very much Heather V Tamra. Yeah. And it's hard to tell where it looks like they keep trying to coordinate the other women against each other. And it looks like there's like a back and forth. Yeah. Tamra's like, uh, Heather's assembling her army or whatever. But anyway, I mean, Gina flopped so hard. She immediately, the minute that Tamra, Gina has gotten t- the one good thing about Gina that she knows Tamara and thinks she's evil and knows she's always the cause of all conflict. And then for some reason, she decides to, like, just like Heather says, she believes Tamara in this instance and goes against Heather. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it seems, I mean, I like we said, I think right before recording, like the finale actually looks good. If Heather realizes that it's just been Tamara one-sided oh, yeah. feud this entire time, I'm ready for that. Yeah, it looks juicy. Looks good. Um, All right. Okay. And, then, and then, you know, Roni was dog shit. So let's. <laughs> Three minutes let's, or less. Let's, <laughs> I mean, I almost could. But. No, okay. We can um, it's a more bullshit uh, about how everyone's mad about Jessel's recap of her past. Um, your parents' story is not your story, she they said, which says no one has ever said that in the history of the world. Yeah. I'm like, uh, have you heard? Do you watch Finding Your Roots? Because. Yeah. Um, 
Skip uh, Gates disagrees. Yeah. Um, also, also they I just for context, this all came from a dinner when Bryn left and didn't go to dinner. Apparently, they all had a dinner where Jessel talked about her life more, and it was so boring, yeah. so boring, yeah, that they couldn't show this dinner in full. They had to show one. 30 second clip from yeah. it where this drama happened. The boring edit. Could you imagine how boring that dinner must have been? <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, they're like getting into the nitty gritty of like, Jessel's like, yeah, like my parents never helped me. I lived with my uncle because he lived in New York and I wanted this internship or whatever. She was like, I literally had like $20 in my account. And Cy goes, having $20 in my account is a would have been a dream at that time. And I'm like, why are we doing like a poverty Olympics? I, I, I like, have no clue. What I, the fuck? I had negative $498. $20 would have been a dream. And then luckily in the um, confessional, Uba's like, yeah, like that's not the point. Like, we were all broke. That yeah. was the point. Like that could be like a bonding point. Of also, like, also Aaron keeps saying like, I am so what bothers me about this story that just was saying, it's like, it doesn't bother you. Right. You're not bothered. You I'm also just- like, I don't need Aaron being the one outraged about it. If like, I still think it's annoying that Cy is outraged, but I'm like, if Bryn or Cy want to like say that Jessel is like, performing that she grew up poor or something like if anyone should be bothered it's them because they had like hard childhoods but i'm like why is does Aaron have a uh, horse in this race she's like the richest was raised the most privilege of them all right because she want yeah because she just is trying to create conflict for no reason because she has nothing else to do yeah um uba records jessel snoring which um I couldn't decide if that was like a low blow or not. I thought it was just par for the course for how unentertaining they are, that that was something that they were all laughing about, like snores. Yeah. Bryn's, Bryn continues her trajectory this entire time of trying to be the the most, the what, the biggest flirt of all time. Flirt, to where, this whole episode was flirt with Jenna storyline. Where nothing can be said. It's like Steve Carell in The Office, uh, uh, what she said. Yeah. That's what she said. She is just... Every single yeah. thing. The captain's like, who wants to steer the it's boat? It's like a tick. She goes, she goes, I don't want to steer the boat, but I'll ride you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it is. Like, it's like a, a straw is sucking dick. Yeah. You know what's good? Choking on a dick. Yeah. Like, God damn. Yeah. Did you like that Jenna wore a whale trainer uh, type outfit? I loved it for the call, for <laughs> what it called to my mind of Heather wearing that. I love yes. that. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, then. Um, I mean, the, 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 the boat ride has... Absolutely nothing besides no. them bringing up Jessel's story. Cy gets pissed for no reason. Then they, they, it was just a fucking full blown flop. Boring. Yeah. Then they have the worst dinner game I've ever seen in the history of <laughs> Housewives ever, yeah. which is tell your most embarrassing story. <laughs> a horrible, contrived, boring dinner game. And yeah. their stories were so bad yeah shitting pants yeah Bryn claims that the first time she put a tampon in she put it in her asshole which I cannot believe uh, well all of her stories have been bullshit that I was mean, like what made me realize that she lied about everything so she, far she because lies about everything Aaron is right to call I know you don't um have female anatomy but like the well, idea I, put a tampon on my ass. <laughs> I mean you do have an asshole I assume right. so yeah. like that's like impossible. I, I, right. Like that's I, I, already, insane. I saw, I saw people saying this sounds like bullshit. It sounds like they're doing what, what's his name did in, uh, in summer house. They're doing, yeah. she's doing American pie bits. Yeah. And then, yeah, she's like choking on the straw. All the middle-aged people at the restaurant are like, Jesus and it just, Christ. It just comes out of nowhere. It's just so unjustified. So inauthentic. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Jessel's story was pretty good. Like 
compared to everyone else's. It I was mean, fine, but like she got, she fell off. She went down a, a waterfall and she was topless for a second. At seeing <laughs> at the least, frogs. I mean, people thought it was more entertaining than it was. They were over laughing. It all was of them. probably the best story. Jenna's was just like she ate shit. At least it had a celebrity cameo in it. Ralph but finds, then, finds. Yeah. Um. Then Uba's story sucks shit. Is that she had TP on her foot? Yeah, and like, was so bad. it was like each one got like less <laughs> and less. Like Uba, everyone was like, "Well, because so Sai said she literally shit herself." So like that's like the pinnacle of like a shit story. It's, and then Uba's follow up is just teepee on your foot. Like yeah. who gives a fuck? And then Aaron's is that her child cried on a flight. It was it was horrible. I mean, it was it's the worst example of dinner games. This is now the tenth dinner game they've done when they sit down. I don't know why they think you can't just talk about actual things. Maybe because they tried it at the last dinner and they were so boring that and they you know that this has to happen. But it was even more boring having them tell right. these dumb and stories. It didn't feel like they connected through it at all. No, it was, um, it was horrendous. And then the entire we have to say that. Uh, Aaron got pushed in the pool once by Uba. The, the feeling when you get pushed in the pool once and she's made it her mission, like as if this is like the thing she wants to do most in the world is to prank Uba <laughs> back. I'm not really sure how pushing someone in the pool is a prank. Yeah. She then like tries to push her in and Uba like won't go. So it like fails. But then while Uba is standing by the pool, Sai runs in and just shoves her in, which I was like slightly terrified. So like I, I was like, ooh, so like I pushed her really hard. Like I was like, that's just like, maybe I'm fucking old, but I mean, I just see Ken falling I mean, into the I, I had the same thing. <laughs> Uba, shallow end at Uba Villa turned Rosa. into Ken for a second. I was like, oh my God, I hope there's not that, that like shallow end there. Yeah. And uh, Uba was so not braced for a fall. She was like just completely I just like feel like it could go so wrong so easily of like your foot didn't make it out or like whatever. So the fact that the all of the... I thought Aaron made a unfortunately good point where so later she steals uba's phone for like 45 minutes uba can't find her phone uh-huh. she has it back before bedtime it's like not a fucking big deal okay um but it was a weird prank because it's not a prank it's just taking someone's phone when they left it it was not a prank and she also thought she was being so fun Aaron thinks she's so fun right well Aaron that's like herself- Bryn was like leave the joke yeah, joking go to, to a me, comedy girl. workshop Aaron Aaron describes herself as chill right and she thinks she's so fun and funny it's like no she's so flop but yeah. my only thing that I agreed with her was that she's like okay I guess I didn't realize that Uba was so like attached to her phone like I didn't think it was gonna be such a big deal yeah and she's like she didn't know that I wasn't gonna make a big deal about getting shoved in a pool like I feel like someone would be more likely to be outraged getting shoved into a pool than Hmm. not having their phone for 40 minutes. Well, I have a lot of contrary opinions on this, but I don't (laughs) know how long we want to go. I mean, I guess that's like, if people are still listening, if you're listening now, thank God you're a wonderful person. So I'll just, I'll I'll say what I'm going to say. I thought Aaron had such a skewed, stupid um, perception of what pranks are that the phone, taking a phone was just so dumb and not a prank. It's just... (laughs) Uba thought she lost her phone, and then when she texts to find out where it is, Aaron gave those stupid thinking emojis for where Mm -hmm. it was. It's like Aaron thought this was so playful and fun as a payback for being pushed in the pool that I just thought I I understood Uba's grievance towards this, and it's just not in the same realm, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's a 30-minute timer. I'm sorry. That's a 30-minute timer. I thought I was getting another phone call. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. (laughs) So I felt like 
Erin just be in her warped view of trying to be fun and trying to prank. She did a very dumb prank that Uba found very, um, she felt personally hurt by because she has to talk to her family. You know, everything she said. I thought her anger was so, okay, you, you push back. I mean, I, I it's just not that like, big of a deal. It's not, it wasn't long enough for it to be that big of a deal. I don't know how long she it was. She got I, it before bed. I mean, she was. She had to look around the house in the dark. She said her phone was gone. Aaron oh. said forty-five minutes, and then later she said an hour. Okay, all right. Well, whichever side you're. And on. obviously, she didn't start looking for it until they were done hanging out. So she wasn't missing it for very long. Right. Okay. Well, regardless of who was in the the. Wrong the point here, is that they're both fucking boring, and that neither this, of them have a good sense of humor. So neither of them should prank at all because they both are going to get mad about whatever like That's, it would have been funny if like if Aaron was funny like yes. if it was someone funny then send a text that's like I rec- ransom yes. a million dollars like yes. you know like do some bullshit that's but exactly. like I don't know that, it that, was just that's, a that's, what it, that's what it was it's just that we now we have to like watch this thing happen that is just so unjustified and so weird and it's like we don't know how to feel about it right uh, and then it's just a matter of like whoever siding with who is who are they were already gonna side with like right. Jessel's like I'm team Uba because Uba had my back in this right. other conversation so right. Jessel's like yeah it's really fucked up that she stole your phone whereas I'm sure if she was like in cahoots with the other ones she'd be like it's not a big deal yeah um so anyways um Bryn is like sucking Jenna's dick brings her breakfast in bed um Bryn and Aaron describe each other as Lucy and Ethel at one point. And I'm like, you guys fucking hated each other one episode ago. Like, Lucy and Ethel, that's fucking crazy. Wait, you forgot that Aaron said, I really love you, Bryn, last episode yeah. for some reason. Yeah. And then um, when Jessel and Uba are talking about the phone thing, um, Jessel's like, they accused me of being your lawyer because I was like representing you down there. And Uba goes, maybe I should hire Aaron's husband as my lawyer. And Jessel goes like, zing. And I was like, what about that is funny? Like you're just (laughs) saying that her husband is a lawyer. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand it at all. I was like, that's not a joke or a burn or anything. It's just acknowledging. It's just a fact. It's just acknowledging that you said lawyer and someone's a lawyer that you know. (laughs) I was like, you guys are all like, my brain keeps like, trying to ping pong to yes. like something to connect with and i'm like it's a flop around every corner i just can't <laughs> the yeah, calls can't, are coming I, from inside I can't the house even, yeah, exactly i can't even parse it. i don't know which one of you is flopping harder and then aaron when uba's mad at her the next day she knows she's mad aaron starts to go like i'm mad that she's mad yeah. i can't believe she's making this big deal it's i think it's really mean of her to make this to be mean to me about yeah. this it's like god damn but she's like preemptively terrified oh she's terrified. like she's like she's not making eye contact with me like i'm intimidated i'm scared yeah. and then but then she tries to charge around the corner at uba and goes don't talk about me don't say my name yeah. when i'm not here and i was like whoa and then uba's like oh i'll fucking kill you yeah i don't aaron thought that she was justified in her anger towards uba and that she could now call out uba for saying her name when uba said it innocently just right. referring to where she was yeah and like they was probably like, could have just like you know de-escalated it yeah. pretty easily but then uba like rips her sunglasses off her face and she's like you messed with the wrong one like yeah you took my phone she's like chasing around and aaron is like truly like in fear for her life yes <laughs> totally so it to so one positive about this episode even though 90 percent of it was complete dog shit uba seems to have the right take on a lot of things she said yeah. they need to stop uh, nitpicking Jessel's story. Yeah. I thought that it's okay, justified for her to be 
you know, mad at Aaron for taking the phone. We can, we can talk about that. But then also I felt like her anger was justified at Aaron. That didn't seem performative to me. It felt like she was legitimately pissed. Totally. It didn't feel inauthentic. And I think that's the first real reaction to a, a conflict that we've actually seen on this show. Right. So far. So no, that was like, there was energy there. There was energy. That yeah. was actual energy. And, um, so yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if I'd say excited, but it looks like it continues yeah. into next week and there's like the hot tub and um Aaron at one point tells Uba to shut up and then Uba like gets up and it's like a whole thing it's just surprising because Uba has been sort of tertiary this whole time and yeah so I think she found a cause and she's ready to fight and um, I'm happy for it to be against Aaron yeah I know Aaron Aaron <laughs> deserves everything that's coming to her she's been perpetuating so much fake conflict this entire time yeah I'm excited uh, to see where everyone else falls in line around this I'm not excited to see it, but it will <laughs> well, not be. not excited, it, but interested it, to see. Yeah, it will have, there will be some interest in seeing where they, uh, where they fall. I won't, I, I know I won't be entertained by it. This is definitely going to be like three fourths of the reunion. For sure. This is it. <laughs> um, well, I want to say as we end, it's three hours and 10 minutes. Longest episode of all time. I don't think we've ever gone past three hours and ten minutes. I, what happened today? Because there's to talk, so too many shows on the air. Because we had to talk about Southern Charm. Yeah, we got too excited. We got so excited about Southern. Anyway, three hours and ten minutes. Thank, thank you to anyone who's listened. I want to say, Bryn Whitfield did a great job with the Certified Stinker Award. She took it with <laughs> grace. She had two days to refute it. She decided to just take it for seven days, which is fine. She's no longer the Certified Stinker. Okay. And I haven't run this past you, okay. but I'm nominating a new certified stinker for the week and you get your classic either approve or deny. <laughs> and that's what we can end with. Okay. So, well, first I want to do one plug before we announce our certified stinker for the week. Amy and I are recapping Vanderpump Rules on our Patreon. Yep. If you want to listen to Amy and I talk about Vanderpump Rules in depth, um, in order, chronological order, we are just entering season three and Amy and I have fresh eyes now on this whole thing we're watching the miami girl cheating scandal uh, yeah. with fresh new eyes i think it's an interesting time to dip in and you pay five dollars you get access to everything for a month yep. you could listen to a hundred episodes and then just dip out if you wanted to yeah but anyway that's my plug for the patreon if you if for some reason you need more than three hours and 12 minutes <laughs> amy and i have a patreon villa rosa vip and then now bren is no longer the certified stinker i want to nominate tamra judge Okay. You don't concur with me? You, you, how about you think about it just for maybe five seconds <laughs> and then just say approve or deny and then we'll end right after that. I'll approve. Okay. Did you need to think about it at all? I do think that in retrospect, she comes out nasty this season. As like, opposed to her previous <laughs> behavior? Well, I feel like um, it's interesting. I feel like she has forced your hand to become pro Heather Dubrow at the beginning of the season you were not a fan but I I always had Tamara's number I know I, but I feel like you're in full defense of Heather now which I like that change of heart <laughs> I, I would defend anyone from the onslaught that they have received from from Tamara or this entire cast I am an underdog supporter <laughs> the way Tamara has has created a full one-sided feud and gotten everybody on board is a sight to behold. I mean, it's almost worth historians studying what Tamara did to make this happen. I can't wait to watch. Um, it's like Pennywise, her outfit versus oh. like a Tron. I yes. don't know what. 
I think it's it's a I think it's God versus the devil, <laughs> and I'm so excited for that showdown. Um, I just think Tamra is. Um, I don't know. I, I I say it so often that I don't even want to say it. I just think I just I would I like Heather's response to this uh, what stimuli the the <laughs> what these what these cast members are doing to her is so unwarranted and horrific and bullying. Yeah. And I love Heather's response of just withdrawing and checking out yeah. and just say burn me at the goddamn stake. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm I like being hung on the cross like Jesus was. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that it's happening to someone who's rich enough that they could absolutely walk away from the show without any issue. Yeah, I, I like that part too because it's like <laughs> yeah, treat me like shit. Don't sit with me on the bus. Yeah. Make me shop alone. Whatever. I'm going back to. I have fifty five million dollars with my. Yeah. Loving relationship. She's like low key. You are fucking losers. But yeah. like, I wouldn't have said it. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's horrible that Tamara has pretended like she's Heather's friend this entire time, and that yeah. they have a good relationship. And then behind the scenes, the entire time, she's been trying to that'll be good reunion fodder. Her downfall. Okay, I'm sorry. Two, you know, we're three hours fifteen. <laughs> Not three fifteen. That's okay. We're 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 done. We, uh, yeah, we're getting out of here. We love you so much. Amy, has anybody loved our... It's 3.15 p.m. and the episode is three hours and 15 minutes. I just got chills. How did that happen? Okay. okay we have, we to... have to end it now. We, we have to end at three hours and 15. Nine, eight, we, I seven. wanted to say one thing. Amy, does anybody love our little turtle cuties more than we love them? There's no way in hell. No, we love you so much. So Bye. join us next week. Goodbye. This one's for you tonight. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.